that first step. Hello and welcome to X-Rated, the X-Men animated review show where you should always watch that first step. I mean, it's just safety first for people. Uh, I, yeah, welcome, welcome everyone. It's uh, going to be a good show. It's a special show here tonight because it is Cameo Fest 1996. Let's see where the night takes us. Let's see where the night takes us. It's it's going to be a wild one. Uh, the sun can get in my face here. It's like, you know, a nice sunset out there. Yeah, same here. Yeah. It got nice by the end of the day today. Uh, you know what? I am your host. I don't need my psychic abilities to know that you wish it had been you. Look, some people... Go to space. Some people get to host the X-rated X-Men animated review show. I'm happy with the lot I have, but you know it's not for everyone. I, go to I am the Dav Man of Borneo. Well, and with me, prison. you hear him talking there about time prison. Is my co-host. The throne should have been mine. Now it shall be. Is the throne finally mine? Yes. Is the throne finally mine? I've been waiting ever ever so long, patiently, calculating, biding my time. It's the first I'm hearing about this. My co-host, Mylock. How's <laughs> it going there, Mylock? Not too shabby there, Devman. How about you? Oh, not too bad. You excited about Cameo Fest 1996? Well, this is the first I'm hearing of it. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm more... <laughs> it reminded me oh, of... Uh, so, I was listening to the Under the Influence podcast today. And uh, they're talking Under about... Under the how- Influence. So we're talking about how Ted Lasso, the TV show, started out as an ad campaign for um, American sh- America, some American channel getting the rights to show a bunch of uh, English football. They took a character he did on SNL um, about a coach apologizing for all the shit his team did, and then they put that character in like uh, an American football coach who doesn't know anything about soccer, try you know, and then they kind of worked that into the show later. But there's a point where someone says, uh, "He goes, are you excited to find out about if your team is gonna?" fall into regulation or not mr lasso and he goes yes i'm very excited to find out what the definition of, re- <laughs> of regulation is that's me what is the definition of cameo fest well the definition i'm of guessing cameo this fest sparked is... from a very brief conversation we had where i said this episode was like a cameo fest of course i turned everything into a <laughs> you took that and ran you took dragon. that ball i do that ran. with everything ran and ran you ran so far I couldn't even uh, keep up with whatever this is, so I'm excited to find Look, every time I tried to run with the ball in rugby, I couldn't make it more than a couple feet, so ever since then, I run. I You're run a tiny with guy. Everything. You should have been a good rugby player. Well, I was the guy they grabbed by their underpants and threw up into the air to grab mm-hmm. the ball. Well, you're supposed to be yeah, fast. So you don't have to. You don't get cut. You don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I wasn't fast enough. Not a chance. Um yeah, Cameo Fest. Well, look, look. all I can say to that is... Let's see where the night takes us. All right. You know, anything could happen. Any, I'm in. Anything could happen. Let's you find know, out where this night you know, will take us. But we'll carry on, as usual, and see if anything, anything happens. We're here to review Season 4, Episode 19, Beyond Good and Evil, Part 2. 
promise of apocalypse. Doesn't really make a lot of promises. Yeah, what was his promise? Even one that I distinctly remember. Written by, did we figure out if this is Jan Jan Strand or Jan Strand? You're the one who always says it, so you're the one who should have figured that out. I don't know. I just don't know. This is the only one that gives me anxiety. Is it a male? I don't know that. I should have looked that up. If it's a female, then it's probably Jan for Janet, but... You're right. If it's a male, he's probably a foreigner. I I just don't know. (laughs) Well, you keep talking and I'll look it up. No, you know what? I've been spelling this wrong. I've been correcting spelling that I never should have corrected. Holy shit. I figured all this out. I figured it out right here live on the show. It's Yan... uh, Oh my god. How is it spelled? S-T-R-N-A-D. Strand. No, S T R A N D, like like this, Sternad. Are you sure that's correct? Yes, I just looked it up, and it's it, I've seen it like this. I think, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's oh, yeah, no, no, that's a, you're right, Sternad. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it is a fellow. It's a man, so yeah, uh, I'm guessing it'll be Yan then. Yeah, yeah, it could still be Jan. It could be short for Jan- Janice or. Something else. It looks like a, a Serbian type name with a name like Strand, Stranad. No. Well, I'm glad we figured it out. Well, he worked in Darkwing Duck and Robocop and yeah. a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And directed by Larry Houston. Of course. The Hugh the Hugh Man. Yeah, but but look, this is this is almost a bit of a swan song here for the Hugh Man. I think he's only got two more episodes left. Oh, is he replaced after this with someone else? I think he leaves for other. I think he leaves to run another show. If only he would come on the show, we could ask him. It would be great, wouldn't it? (laughs) Davin lies awake at night, just crying into his pillow. Damn you, Larry! Why won't you answer my call? Oh, I, I would never. Show Larry, come on my show. Sweet Larry, open caller night. That's what. uh, Yeah, we're gonna have one of those, like like an open calling show. Anybody. Anybody call in? Larry just drunk well, calls in. Stop asking me to come on your show, Davin, you piece of shit. I don't know if I'd call it that, Sam, but what I would call it is Cameo Fest 1996. Who would have been in Cameos in 1996? Well, you know, there is the band Cameo from the 80s. They had the very popular song, Word Up, Around oh, yeah. the World, Got Away, oh, and now show oh, So tell all the boys and, and girls, oh, Word oh, Up, Up, oh, Up. Oh. Oh. There you go. Get out out that bass guitar. Everybody around the world. (laughs) Oh, I love that song. So tell all the boys and girls. Corn does a really interesting cover of that. (laughs) Oh, that's a great song. Yeah, man. Cameo. Listen to this cameo, everybody. That's a good recommendation right there. Or the popular Uh, online celebrity service in which you pay hundreds of dollars to get a minute to two minute clip from a celebrity wishing you a happy birthday or happy divorce or happy wedding or whatever someone paid for to get them to wish you something we divorce from from ryan reynolds people have used it to tell their significant others they want a divorce so uh right. it does happen right. be, i mean maybe it would soften the blow if it was like tom hanks telling you i don't think he does that but you know snoop dogg or the guy that played, uh, you know, Dwight on The Office, or somebody, Rain Wilson, or somebody telling you that maybe it would it would soften the blow. What are we drinking tonight? 
Jameson Stout edition. How about you? Kilbagging. Nice. Also an Irish traditional whiskey. Irish whiskey. Look at us. On, 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 yeah, on, man. Both on uh, the Irish whiskey train. Slancha. Slancha. All right. Well, so we're gonna get it. How's this cameo fest work, by the way? You better, you better. At least Previously on X Men. That's how that works. All right. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. It's probably very important. What is this place? Why have you kidnapped me? Because I told him to. <laughs> Most that people don't. Maybe the best ending to an episode ever. That most people don't realize. Most people don't realize that one of Apocalypse's latent mutant powers is in extreme drama. <laughs> drama. He just like needs oh, to man, like. He's the best at it. Yeah. He keeps scenery like nobody. That's true. <laughs> After yeah. thousands of years, you really learn how to chew that scene. That voice is pretty fantastic, especially with all the noise of the like the servos and the. And all the the weight of him, you know, the, his they really do a good job of making him seem like a a, a real threat, like a like a, a certain like a like something that's a little with a lot of gravitas. They do a very good job. Yeah, man. Well, take her away. Well, sir, um, we begin the episode with. Uh, oops, let me skip past the intro here, and we shouldn't do that normally. But we begin the intro while. Uh, it's uh, actually in the episode. It's um, it's spelled written by Jan Strand, S T R A N D. So that might be a pen. Yeah, see, that's yeah, see. But I've, it, I've I've I I've literally just I've seen that on, misspelling. I've literally just paused it on yeah. the screen, and that's the name that came up, S T R A N D. But if you Google it the other way, or IMDb it the other way, it gives them all his credits. So it could be a a pen name, or it could be a misspelling in general. Sorry about that. Um, what one do we go with? Do we go with Strand or Sternad? I mean, it says Strand on the episode, so yes, and it has in all the other ones and everything else I read. It says Strand, so stick with that for all now. All right, I'm going back to Strand. Sorry, Sternad, um, you're now Jan Strand again. So um, we catch a space battle going on, and what we soon to come, we soon space come battle. to find out is uh, is in the Shear Empire, in which various soldiers are shooting at ships which are attacking uh, the main citadel. Uh, one of the ships gets through, blasts a hole in the door, and reveals itself to be uh, Deathbird, who is the sister of Lalandra, who is, uh, this is her coup in order to take over the uh, the Empire, basically, after her brother, their brother failed before with the Phoenix Saga. So, um, you know, while this is going on, Gladiator shows up to save the day. There's a big fight between uh, Deathbird's people and uh, Gladiator. Gladiator is promised to destroy Lilandra. I like <laughs> What a dick. So uh basically to destroy the Empress X Dan, our first cameo of Cameo Fest 1996. Yeah, whoa. Well, you know, no one lies quite like Apocalypse lies. That's pretty great. Because yeah. he told you to. He told you to. Uh, so we, yeah. we soon find out here that Deathbird was promised uh, assistance from Apocalypse. 
that Apocalypse only agreed to do this to gain access to the Oracle, who is uh, Lelandra. No, Lelandra herself, isn't it? Is yeah. it Lelandra he took away? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Who? Was, who, uh, Apocalypse? Apocalypse, yeah. yeah. They kidnapped Gene. No, no, right now, in the episode, he kidnaps Lelandra. Oh. You got a little background noise happening there, X-Dan. Mm. No, now it's okay. You must, you must, you're good now. So, um, yeah, it seems like Apocalypse is going to help them uh, capture uh, Lalandra, but actually he wanted, uh, is it Oracle? Is that her name? Not yeah. Oracle. Who is that her name? Okay, yeah. So the the one of her guard, the Praetorian guard there. Uh, the courtier. Oh, what? <laughs> he calls her the courtier of the Shi'ar Empire. Yes. So, uh it's funny because like he has the laundry and then he just drops her and then death and then he picks up like uh, the other one and uh then Deathbird comes in and goes, You said you'd help me as you just played. And he's like, I lied. And then he just goes back through the portal, which is pretty fantastic, I must say. How are you, hey, X-Men Dan? How are you feeling about uh Yeah, man, how are you doing, X-Men Dan? You're muted currently, so I'm doing well. It's it's loud here. But uh yeah, so well enjoyed Apocalypse going and in every episode. Sorry to have uh, surprised you there, my luck. Bit of, uh, bit of a shit. But, you know, despite my 300 pounds of raw adamantium skeleton, I'm uh, quieter than you'd think. Samurai skills and ninja training and all that. Yeah. Being, being that Devin still hasn't explained what Cameo Fest means, I'm going to guess that various folks are going to cameo in the episode. They may uh, or may not have limited okay. uh, understanding of what Cameo Fest is also. Okay, so hey, I explain very little to as many people as possible. Oh, great! Oh no, he took Oracle. That's Who right. do we say? I said Oracle. At oh, first, yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure yeah. if I had the name right, but then no one corrected me, so I, I just leaned into Oracle, and I guess I was right. For some reason, I get Oracle and Destiny mixed up sometimes because Destiny's—I don't know—Destiny <laughs> looks, looks like she should be called Oracle. I think they have similar powers too. Hmm. Foresight. Yeah. So, uh, how are things in uh, the Weapon X program, X Men? Do not good, not uh, good. Ryan Reynolds are lost uh, a lot of funding. The funding is yeah. way down for the Weapon up, X eh? these days. It'll come back. You know, we're selling out a lot for that. Everyone's trying to do their own version of uh, across the multiverse. You know, we're going to have to have a lot of cameos, a lot of different Wolverines from a lot of different eras. Just like there's, there have been a lot of Batman, there's only one Spider people film, so I don't know if it's going to be Hugh Jackman in various mm -hmm. ages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. well, I mean, all of the Hugh Jackmans, we should say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lucky for mind-controlled super soldiers isn't what it used to be either. Well, you know, you know. I can't wait for that uh, Kevin Duran return as the Blob. I think that'll be a good, that'll be a solid, solid cameo yeah. to make to appear in the uh, the cameo fest. Maybe we hear the cameo you know, fest. If, if they're doing like a Deadpool falling through the multiverse kind of thing with that third Deadpool movie, that would be fun if yeah. they actually did bring some of those people back. Yeah. Well, they're gonna, they're gonna for sure. Oh yeah, I'm on board for that. Well, keep taking us through the episode there. Andre. Okay. Well. So, uh, old Apocalypse obviously lied to gain access to a, yet another telepath, um, leaving Deathbird to be recaptured by the Praetorian Guard and her to go. You never have too many telepaths. Nope. But as as uh, David pointed out before when he was on the show, uh, 
you know, <laughs> time travel works. He could have just taken eight Charles Xavier's or 10 Charles Xavier's from different points in time. <laughs> just, just take one from now, take one from 10 minutes before that, 10 minutes before that. True. But they're uh, trouble. You don't want too many Charles Xavier's. They'd yeah. be able to get on the same board so much more quickly than a bunch of other disparate people from other universes is the thing. A bunch of Charles Xavier's may be the way to go. Why not? There's a bunch of uh, Reed Richards, you know, fiddling about. Council yeah. of Charles. That's true. That would be interesting. <laughs> the Council of Charles would be so much trouble. Are you kidding me? That'd be a great story, actually. Uh, they'd probably just, like, like, reduced to some sort of onslaught madness and, yeah, oh, there can only be one kind of thing. No, I'm, I'm turn on each other. They would not turn on each other. Some giant phantasmal uh, form mechazord super Xavier just <laughs> gallivanting through the. I would love to see that. It's like a giant. It's like a giant robot in a wheelchair. It just yes, creating <laughs> all the different. Uh, <laughs> yes. Call it the. Um, oh, what's that guy? The psychic bad guy. From what? This? Shadow King. Yeah, subjugating yeah. all the Shadow King from all the universes. I'd like to it'd see be that. Like, it'd be 500 Xavier's in one Zorn who turns out to be Magneto. I love Zorn. Don't tease me with a good Zorn story. So we see uh we we see Xavier talking to Cyclops who's wondering why they took Gene and left him. Uh while that's happening, he gets a psychic message from Lalandra showing what happened to uh to her, her guardsman that was taken away there, guards lady, guards person. Uh, so, you know, he knows the Cyclops or Apocalypse is up to no good. We eventually cut to the axis of time where we you know, see ex-goon Ryan Carnahan here makes a good point, though. It's just like the Apocalypse in, in this scene is from the future. What happened to the present day Apocalypse? Yeah. Although the captured Fabian Cortez thing didn't happen in the show yet. I'm guessing that's because he's. Yes, it did. When? What? Yeah. Remember when they he captured Fabian Cortez and Deathbird was just standing there and it's the first time we saw Deathbird? That was an apocalypse. Who was it then? It was. Yeah, it, was. A, it was apocalypse because oh. yeah, yeah, it was because she becomes one of his horsemen. X Dan knows Deathbird's a proper horseman. Yeah, Deathbird's a yeah. proper horseman. But yeah. that that didn't happen in the show yet. Yeah, that was a long time ago. No, I. She was not one like of them. On one of those Fabian Cortez episodes. There were I no will... Fabian Cortez episodes, except for the ones in the future with Bishop. And the X Factor. Thanks, Ryan. Sanctuary Part not... 2. Yeah. Yeah, was that in the Sanctuary Part 2? Was that this season? Or like... Yeah, it was this season. That's the one where they go up on Asteroid M and, you know, Fabian turns on Magneto and stuff. Yeah, at the end of it. Oh, oh I'm things. getting Fabian Cortez mixed up with um, Forge. Sorry. Yes. Oh, it makes, yeah. Okay. I don't remember Apocalypse being there, but I guess. Oh, yeah. He just shows up. Oh, right. You're right. Through. You're correct. And you're like, you're what correct. are those two doing? Here? Yes. You know, you're 100% yeah. correct. That was the start of Cameo Fest 19. Well, actually, that could still be this Apocalypse. That could have started when he agreed to help her. To it take could be time person. traveling around, maybe. Too. Was Cortez a psychic, too? He wasn't, though. He only took power. So no, he enhanced other people's other power. Yeah, his amplification would be beneficial to anybody. Well, that would I make mean, sense if they were using it for the psychics for whatever his plan is here. Yeah. Just like to blow work. up everybody's brains. It's like I need all the psychics. Still could kind of work <laughs> in this context, but that's a that's a pretty classic move, actually. I mean blowing up everybody's brains? Well, taking all the psychics out first in some capacity, right? Oh, like, yeah, I guess Earth so. X, Earth X Dan, remember? Yeah. That's yeah, step yeah, one of the Earth X history. Yeah. 
and Xtane loves his Earth X. Loves my Earth X. Yeah. Does not treat Wolverine well. Will not lie. Not sure. great. You have to wait until like Universe or Paradise X for him to get some sort of redemption arc. Get his act together. Get your act together, Earth X Wolverine. <laughs> so um, we see Sinister monologuing a bit to Jean Grey in the Acts of Time, revealing that uh, you know he his master plan is to create this race like the genetic experiment using. Gene and Scott's DNA, in which she says you'll have Assemble to work the And he says, uh, you know, not with the help of time, time travel, basically. And then we see Oracle get dropped into a cage beside Gene. From here, I can exist in all times. Even as I begin an experiment, I can leap through a portal and see its result. It takes the fun out of it, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Kind of. But, you know, I mean, obviously it would be a very useful tool for a scientist. Hmm. When I first attempted time travel, fate, in its infinite wisdom, threw me off course into this, the temporal control center of existence. Yep. Well, he explains more if you keep it going. Which... In due time. <laughs> perfect time. so uh basically he discovered this place and uh has been molding it to be the perfect place she wants more answers as to why they're needed he says in due time with that crazy laugh we see bishop who's still wandering around trying to find his way out of the acts of time uh by himself still still kind of walking in circles Then we cut back to um, Xavier talking to the X Men when they're trying to figure out what to do. And that uh, did you say Bishop? I don't hear anything. Oh man, my mic never picks up my harmonica. How does it not pick up your harmonica? My mic sucks. It cuts out everything. Somehow it knows what isn't a voice. It cuts out everything. If I played the guitar right now, it would cut all that out. It just cuts out everything. Yeah, it's either that or StreamYard or the virtual soundboard, but one of those things cuts out a lot of things. I think it's my mic, but I'm going to get a better one here soon. Well, the Cameo Fest continues because then we see... Uh, this is an audio podcast. I was playing harmonica for all the people. That so you, you, put it in, you can put it in in post. You can put it in like some fucking... Put it in post. Just like get like the world's best harmonicist and just take a little piece of his... Of something he he or she is playing, and then just like you know, put it in that spot. You get it. Nobody would nobody done the wiser. So uh, we we see the X Men who uh, who you know Xavier surmises that they're playing with time, and Shard is there to to agree, and basically they need to try to figure out what's going on. The other for all of existence is at stake, essentially. So we then uh, cut to. Uh, War- Castle Worthington, in which we see uh, a ninja climbing oh, the side. Well, we just, you skipped over this. Sound like Sinister and Apocalypse walking the same side of the street. <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a great look. The same side of the street. He, just, he always sounds like he's so You tired. are not suggesting using them as bait. We have to. We have to. <laughs> Cyclops is, man. Cyclops is so well, crazy. He's got to get his lady back. He's pretty upset. It's true. It's true. 
So yes. um, I, I kind of may have glossed over in that meeting. Did they discover that he's looking for psychics? Warning them could reveal our plan. Yes. Yeah, if they be psychic, they already know, right? That is not funny, Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> so when Xavier gets the information, he finds out that uh, Oracle was taken. And knowing she's a psychic as well, I believe they put together that um, that he's going after psychics. So they decide to look up more powerful psychics and use them as bait, essentially, to, to find Apocalypse, whoever, whoever is taking the psychics, and lead them back to Gene. So I'm sure they're coming, Sam. So... Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, so then we go to Archangel's house where he's uh, being robbed essentially by Ninja, who turns out to be Psylocke. Ninja. Um, they have a bit of a fight, and then Wolverine and Shard show up, who are uh, who are kind of in pursuit of Psylocke. Um, they've been sent by Cerebro, who detected that she's a, a fairly powerful psychic. Uh, Sabretooth and Mystique then arrive, also trying to capture Psylocke for Apocalypse, and they have a big, large fight. A discus from the first Olympic Games. Should be worth a few pennies. A ninja sports fan. I keep my baseball cards in my book. <laughs> I should have brought a shopping cart. Oh, well. Steve, uh, Archangel's voice sounds very familiar. I believe we may have looked him up before, but I gotta look him up at some point. Maybe we can use one of my X points later. Hmm. Oh, X points. I knew I was forgetting something. If we had X points. I'll figure it out as we go. If you happen to see a beautiful black-haired mutant psychic, wake me up. And her hair is obviously purple. Yeah, I know. I was confused by that line. They call her raven-haired and black-haired twice. I save a falling ninja. Just the last time I save a falling ninja. It happens to him a lot. Basically, yeah. she goes to to run herself off a cliff when she's uh, seen seem earlier on when she's seemingly uh, cornered by Worthington, and he goes to save her, which she uses to uh, to gas him and then get uh, into his house. Um, but anyway, the big fight ensues. When something blows up, come running. Not bad for a hairy old man. So she uh, Sharon's Stern- got a few zingers in this one. Sharon's, yeah, that's right, Dan. X Dan, hairy old man. So during the initial fight, Lebowski's making his cameo. Hey, Lebowski. Oh, Lebowski's cameo here on Buddy. Cameo Fest 1996. So, uh, yeah, so she got when he went to save her, she gasped and stole what she needed. He woke up, saw her leaving, and then uh, chased after her, followed her all the way back to some other city. And uh, that's when uh, Wolverine and Shard got involved. And they got in a big fight. And it's broken up uh, by Magneto, who apparently is part of this party. Um, and uh, essentially is also trying to kidnap Psylocke for Apocalypse. Just kind of a big reveal here. But he uses a, a pretty cool, like, impressive attack with a ship. Basically, like, magnetizing Wolverine to the side of a giant, uh, like, uh, ship called the U.S. Tin Man. And then uh, drops it through a building with Wolverine still stuck to it. Um, they do find him and, and get him out later and uh, capture Sabretooth, who was hurt in the battle. But then we see uh, Magneto and Wolverine. Guess again. <laughs> Wolverine. Guess again. Sabretooth's voice is so hilarious. I love it. It's for my brother who fights for the good of mutants, all mutants. A thief with a cause is still a thief. 
True, a thief with cause is still a thief. But how about that, X-Dan? How about that reference? Her brother fighting for all mutants? I mean, I don't want, I don't know if we want to get political now, bringing the, like, old country back into it and all this. We can, we can talk about the old country. We can talk yeah. about the old country. We're drinking yeah. Irish whiskey here, Dan. I should be. I'm sorry. We're out. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that is an interesting reference. I assumed her brother, Brian, my boy. Yeah, brother Brian. My, my yeah. boy, the brother Brian. Got a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of sentiments about him. He's oh, made yeah, cameos. Yeah, he's made cameos, speaking of Cameo Fest. Right? Yeah. So. Cameo Briefly on. appeared. Uh, has usually has, just has all her family, like, so far? Do we get, like, Monarch and everybody? I haven't seen Monarch mm -hmm. yet. Well, we, haven't, we haven't seen Jamie. Jamie doesn't come What in, do they do with him? What would they do with him, like? Have him come up and naked and Proteus. do the, the world. If they, if they can do Proteus, they can do Jamie. Right? Oh, Jamie would be funny to do in 97, actually. Yeah. He's a crazy naked guy running around manipulating the world. Yeah. You that's all. A crazy that's all naked guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a crazy naked guy, brother, who has, like, reality warping powers. He can, like, do anything. And it's cool how he does it. Again? His powers are cool. So he sees the universe and everything that makes it up as these strings, and he can just pull at them and tie different ones together and do all the you know, like. Yeah, it looks really cool. A lot more mystical affiliations and uh, Arthurian uh, tie-ins and stuff like that. Or he he dwells in that in between mystical realm and all. And also, yeah. like, there's no Quanin or is that her name? How do you pronounce it? Other Psylocke. Quanin. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's where Wolverine's reference to the black hair is because he's about the only one who might go back that far. And she also has purple hair, but whatever. Well, really? <laughs> Both of them? Well, then. Yeah. What can you do? Maybe he's yeah. colorblind like a bunch of other animals. <laughs> no, no, he's pretty, I'm pretty sure he can see red hair. That's, that's yeah, he can, he can see red hair. Yeah, you can definitely see that. Yeah. Or else it's just a crazy coincidence. <laughs> or else it's just a, yeah, that's a, just a crazy coincidence. Yeah, all right. So that's basically the end of the episode. Uh, uh, they, they got away with Psylocke uh, after Magneto made his A lot of fighting. Yeah. Uh, and then he took, took they're back on the axis of time where uh, Magneto is seen to be working with Apocalypse in exchange for Apocalypse promising to bring his wife back to life. Um, so that's why Magneto. Oh, there. this is what I should have played when Dan showed up in the costume. What is this? A science fiction convention? <laughs> yeah, and end of episode. Yeah. Oh, wait, actually, there is a little a little stinger in which we see Cable it's in there. And we're gonna borrow it. <laughs> That's funny. It's always like, and we're gonna take it, or we're gonna steal it, or we're gonna so, destroy uh, for, it. For we're gonna borrow it for context. And bring it back, uh, rewound. Cable and his son Tyler are gonna break into. Uh, when, uh, apparently, at some point in the future, most of same as with nuclear, they had nuclear disarmament. All the countries got rid of their nuclear weapons, but every but most of them kept one. So, uh, using that as an allegory, uh, Cable says that they did the same when they had the time machine that took them away. But the government still has one, so they're going to go steal it from the American government, or the twenty or the three thousand nine hundred ninety nine version of the American government, whatever, whatever it looks like then. Um, yeah, I love how I would never ask Lawrence. Did we talk to Lawrence when he was on about what, like if John Wayne was inspiring to his version of the of the Cable voice? 
because it does sound very John yeah, Wayne. Sounds like an Andre question. So it does sound very John Wayne ish. I mean, it's very wild, man, of Borneo. Yeah. Anyway, end of episode. We'll have to, we'll have, to have Uncle Lawrence on again. Ask him some yeah, questions. Uncle Lawrence was a great guest. He certainly was. Go back and check out that interview from two weeks ago if you haven't seen it yet, everybody. Each of us will have to look into his own heart and decide. All right, let's decide. Let's have X Dan go first. X Dan. Yeah. Cameo Thank yourself you. a rating on this episode. Did you watch this episode? I have. I didn't like I kind of had to like rush watch the hot points for the for this week. I apologize for not having kept up. I should also like point out before going any further what an honor it is to have only not not net, like to fill this seat after so many prestigious guests and be uh, you know only the first cameo and maybe maybe the only to take the call. We can we can give you the big screen. Not so much oh, that. I just mean look like look I just mean the kind of now. like kind of hats off to you guys for the guest list you've had so far. It's been uh, yeah. it's been a ride. Well done. It has been a ride. It's yeah. been a ride. There's a couple more irons in the fire. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I feel like hesitant to give the the episode too much. Warren Worthington gets rolled. Wolverine gets smashed through a couple buildings. Um, I do want to work in threes because it comes easier to the for the whole claw motif and all. But uh, should it be six? No, I'll probably I'll probably stick with like it's a it's an eight for if for no other reason than the end credit scenes. End credit end credit scenes mean more in this day and age, and probably they have God ever. And uh, that one throwing down a little uh, cable, like a little a little splash of cable in the yep. Bishop mix. I mean, uh, like you can't ask for much more in a time travel episode than cable splashed in at the end of a Bishop and Apocalypse storyline. Good stuff. The only thing missing is uh, Days of the Future Past Wolverine, really. Which what do you want him for? I mean, he, you know. Earth X later on, shenanigans. He's done a lot of time traveling. He got plucked out of the moment before he gets vaporized by a sentinel in the in the in the storyline to have been like, you know, the, thrown onto a super team of time travelers to solve a bunch of problems, like with Maestro and a couple other guys. Accepting his fate that he'd go back to be incinerated once his job was done. Good good times would have been, you know. It's impractical, obviously. Eight is my rating though. Like it. It's good rating for not being yeah. Earth X. That's the, the, the short answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would I give this episode? A lot happens. It's, it's like not a very cohesive story as on its own. It's part of this four-parter. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I think eight's probably... I'm going to give this one a seven. Wasn't super blown away with this one. Yeah, I thought it was pretty fun. I'll give it an it's eight. It's a fine part. It's a fine part of this four part, but I think I liked the last part better. I have a feeling the next two parts could be strong. So it is funny. It's funny how just every like Magneto shows up and he's like, so he's practically says, "Tis I, Magneto." Like it's just like basically announcing a cameo. It's so funny. Like perhaps I can help. Yeah, that's what it was. This really does like, feel like they, this really does feel like they thought this would be the last the last episodes of the show. They literally are just bringing everybody out to play. All the tools are out of the or almost all the toys are out of the box. So yeah, 
you could tell. And, and if it was supposed to be, it would have been a hell of a way to go out. So, oh yeah, it would have been. I mean, I mean, I guess it's better to have one more season, even if like it's different animation and perhaps not as strong storytelling. But all right, I guess I'm just being a bit of a stickler on this one. Yeah, you are. Maybe, maybe I since I didn't prepare X points, I can like <laughs> delegate some of mine to X Ding. Uncanny X points. Andre's going first because he actually has some. I assume. What? Uh, all right. First point. Psylocke's car has an interesting license plate. Did anybody notice what the uh, the number on license plate was? Wasn't it Ninja? No, it was THX one one three eight, which is uh, which is uh, something that George Lucas slides into a lot of his movies because it was the name of his first movie, the one with Robert Duvall. Oh, THX one one three eight. He slides that into his Star Wars movies a lot as a as a little nod to that that mm. film. It's an interesting movie. Um, I wouldn't call it great, but it, it's certainly interesting. Um, well worth checking out if you like that sort of s- slow, methodical sci-fi with uh interesting sort of uh commentary on modern society kind of drenched within it all right well okay well dan kind of mentioned it earlier but i'll make my ex-point just to mention quanin because until she like says who she is and like she didn't really like for all we know they could okay so here's the thing okay this is really an ex-point so this is clearly betsy braddock because she mentioned her brother so I think Quanin maybe has a brother. Quanin had a daughter. Yeah, Quanin had a daughter that she lost. It's all very tragic. But um, so Psylocke's going to be like a main character in this new revival series, X Men '97. And I just, to me, it's just weird for them to make that Betsy Braddock just with the way things are these days. Like this white character trapped in an Asian body. It's just kind of. I just well, they, don't know they, if they'll they, go that route with it. May, so like, they might just not. make it Quanin. They might make her Quanin rather than Betsy. They might forget she said that brother line or just gloss over it and just make her Quanin. That's interesting. Yeah. Quanin being like the per- person whose body they stole to put Betsy in there in the first place. And anyway, eventually they were split into two. Betsy got her body back, her British purple-haired body back. And Quanin got her body back. Because for, for a while, Quanin was running around in Betsy's body, and she was called Revanche. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was a good X point. You got an X, a surprise X point for us next, Dan? Well, maybe I could just ride the, the wave, keep on that train. There is the fact that I was trying to think about an X point having been related to however many horsemen, like could they even have conjured up four horsemen from available horsemen of people who have taken the role? Wolverine being one, uh, like Warren being an obvious other. And then like, as we've discussed, uh, Deathbird or Warbird? I'm sorry, I always get them mixed up. Deathbird. Deathbird, right. Inch. Is Banch like, but is Banch in here? And Banch is such a far flung episode, but he's in this show. Oh, yeah. Well, there's plenty in the show, but I was just yeah, trying to think of this show. episode. But instead, I think I'll jump on the Warren. Sinister, uh, kind of. 
Wasn't Gambit uh, one too at one point? Gambit was like, I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. Gambit was Yo, corrupt. Was, was like, he like possessed by apocalypse or something? Yeah. Either way, I'd rather uh, latch on to the point that uh, it is interesting to see Psylocke and Warren in an episode never having made a connection, you know, as close as they end up becoming. And, like, even more notable to see him in the blue and the white where he's, like, only kind of imbued with the power to have that amount of control over, like, the apocalypse seed within himself, partially because of uh, the support he gets from her later on, you know. But... uh, yeah, good point. Good point. That's yeah, good. love connection. Yep, I guess. Yeah, I might mind. branch off on that a little bit later. That's a good point. Back yeah. to you, Andre. Back to Andre. Uh, Magneto is not played in this episode by his normal actor. You didn't his think voice. so. His voice sounds he only had strange. Like two little lines. It's not but, David yeah. Hamblin. It's somebody else. David Hamblin's just so recognizable. Like he is his to voice replace is him great. with any. Like the fact that he's going to be such a main character in this new series, and it's not going to be him. Like, is it going to be this guy? This other guy who, who had two lines in this episode? Hemlin, Hemlin's like, still around, isn't it? Hemlin? No, Hemlin died. Oh, did he? Yeah. I liked his work on Earth Final Conflict. Yeah, he was a good actor, man. Actually, most people don't realize this, um, but do you remember the TV... Okay, I mean, uh, this is the next point, but do you remember the TV show Captain Power and the Soldiers of Tomorrow? Oh, do I ever? It used to give me weird nightmares as a kid. He was, he was, he was the bad guy. He was Lord Dreg. Oh, was he? Oh, he was. Oh my God. Yeah. I used to have the Captain Power action figures. I had an action figure of Lord Dreg. Yep. That was him. Wow. Wow. In fact, I watched a movie with him in it uh, yesterday. Which with Hemblin in it? Yeah. Was it Tommy Boy? No. <laughs> no, it's actually uh, the sweet hereafter, the Adam McGoin movie. Oh, okay. Right on. Um, yeah. Good. So, uh, right, so uh, no, that was really my point. Oh, oh no, yeah, that was my point. Oh, okay. that was my point. Different voice actor. That was my point. Go back. Okay. Yeah. yeah I got yeah. another one. Oh. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, what do I got here? Well, it's funny to have the things they're throwing into this episode for cameos and things. The the one that seems to stick out the most is the Shi'ar. Like did they like this episode didn't necessarily need a space battle and not that it was, you know, unwelcome or anything, but it just seemed to stand out a little bit. It's a space battle. They go after Oracle, which it seems strange. Like it's a lot of telepaths on Earth. You don't really need to go to space to go find another telepath. But you know <laughs> Maybe it's particularly powerful telepaths. I don't know. Um, it's, it's it's funny. This gathering of the telepaths is. Well, I, did, I did forget to mention when we were talking about the episode that uh, while, while at the very end when Apocalypse is, uh, or we're explaining to Magneto, you know, that he's going to bring back Magneto's wife, uh, Sinister arrives with another mutant that he captured, which I believe was a mastermind. What was his name? Uh, he kind of looks like Lobot from Star Wars. Uh, Mesmero, Mesmero. Oh, Mesmero was yeah. there. I didn't catch that. Uh, maybe it wasn't Mesmero him. There's, awesome. there's somebody that we see. Uh, um, oh no, it's uh, the game, ma- the games master. That's who he rides with. The games master, Jeremy Stevens, games master. 
Um, I don't know. He's on, he's only in the show a couple times and cameo roles in the background and stuff. But he's the one of the ones that are pod, like he's the one the X Men were watching when they left to go help the other X Men during their fight and uh, and uh, left him behind and then he got captured. So he's just, he's just fodder. He's nobody really established in the series. You just saw him in the background. Like Ezra would have been very cool. I definitely. Well, I believe he is. I believe he is in it later, but he's not. Or he, what? You know. Oh, that's cool. He has some interesting stuff. Well, here's an X point then if we're talking about Mesmero. So there's a, a Weapon X run by Frank Thierry. Not my favorite writer usually, but this Weapon X fight run was okay. Uh, it's got Sabretooth on the team. They're sort of mind controlling him. And Mesmero's on the team in Aurora. But uh, yeah, it really it really gets into the Mesmero character more than uh him be showing up as a villain normally would so if you ever want to read about Res- mesmero read the weapon x run by frank thierry um yeah frank thierry mesmero man mesmero that's old school he was in like what like the first 10 issues of x-men anyway this isn't a mess mesmero uh, uh episode but I hope he shows up actually in the new series. Mesmer was pretty cool. You got anything else for us, X Dan? Uh, My X like, point there just sucks, so it's not like I'm setting a big bar. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I like how the majority of your last point was actually about a non cameo appearance. So, yeah, I'll, I'll jump on that stream. You know Rewind. No, you know what? I'm coming it's a back. Stream of consciousness I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it back. I'm going to come, I'm going to branch it off of your last X point. Well, I was going to bring Trump at your point. Now, how am I going to get my X point? <laughs> all right, you go. I'll save this one for my next coming. one. You go. You go. I got yeah. points coming at all the different points. I got all the points. No, but I mean, like, yeah. I just like, like to two point points out. on top of your head right I got now. Points on points. Two points here. Some on my boots. If I, if you had to guess, Davin, what super telepath I would be into having in the series that wasn't there. Oh, top of my gray. Yeah, that's right. I didn't call myself X Man, <laughs> did I? So where's the most powerful mind of them all? Nate the Gray. worst character ever that they had to write him out of comics. Like there's no possible. <laughs> but Legion and or Proteus not being there is significant, and I would kind of like point out for Legion's the great not worth the trouble. And I did kind of blow one of my good points on the uh, rating, so I'll circle back. To that and point out that cable is then therefore the other big mind. Renji's trying to make some points out up. there. My cat, Put I apologize. Cable. I that. Rather, that's a good point, X Dan. Rather than cable being after apocalypse, apocalypse should be after cable in this episode if he's looking for telepaths. So and that's the mean, very good bloodline so much later that you know it's not insignificant. And furthermore, the sun. Uh, Christopher, not Christopher. Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, Tyler plays a big role with Apocalypse later on down the road in certain comic book iterations as well, as like a little pseudo sidekick getting back at his father for time related abandonment issues. So, man, I hope that happens though. I can't remember how these next two episodes go, so it's like. I hope Cable just shows up to kill Apocalypse and Apocalypse is just like, ha ha, my plan is complete. Could be. <laughs> like my Very final well telepath be. is here. Uh, that'd be great. So Apocalypse in this series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what X point are we on now? Is this your third one, Andre? 
Uh, this would be my fourth one. I think we're already past 10. No, if we did three, three, and three, you went first. So this is number 10 now. I did I did Psylocke's car. I did the Magneto's voice. Is that it? I thought I had a third one. Yeah, you have to do four. What? Jesus. Yeah, because right. three, three is nine. This is yeah, all right. Fine, I got one. So yeah. after spotting Archangel, Shard indicates that says that he will one day join the X Men. But based on this show, yeah. we've seen a ton of clips of him pre transformation already being a part of the X Men. So I'm guessing oh, that's know. supposed to be a separate guy with angel wings. Your cat matches your colors. Yeah, it has to be mimic. But who is he mimicking? No, see, it makes no sense. Hey, Rangers, that's Renji. Renji, you had a good name. He looks that's a lot Renji. like a, a more adult version of my kitten. He's a good kitty, just a bit, a little sketchy at times. Ripley, Ripley comes with Shore off, but she does look like a He's not in the not in the best oh. shape, but she's a good kitty. My kitties are all outside enjoying the nice weather. My cats don't go outside. Hey, check this out. Hey, check this out. This is our comic reminiscences and recommendations segment. Mm-hmm. Now, I get a couple here. Uh, first, I, one just because it's what X-Men Dan just made me think of. Because he mentioned how we get a little bit of Warren and uh, Betsy or Psylocke, whoever it may be. You know, having some scenes together, and their relationship takes uh, many turns, but in, of course, uh, Rick Remender's Uncanny X-Force run, it really explores their relationship. She's trying to help him through his trauma and apocalypse-induced rage issues, and all of this kind of, with her telepathy and that kind of stuff, and they develop a relationship. You know, he's still the millionaire playboy, that type of thing. So, yeah, if you ever want to read about their relationship, check out Uncanny X-Force. And, you know, the Dark Angel saga, big, of course, big angel story. Sure. Uh, But what I was really going to do, and I've been avoiding this because in case we ever get to a Spider-Man show and do Spider-Man recommendations, but I am going to recommend some Spider-Man because I saw... Across the Spider Verse, over uh, over the uh, the break here, and with X Men Dan actually we saw we saw it together, didn't we? X Men Dan, yes, indeed. Yeah, I don't buy movie tickets anymore. I just go with X Men Dan and Lindsay, um, X X Woman Lindsay. <laughs> uh, but. Spider-Verse, check it out. We're going across the Spider-Verse. Check out the the Spider-Verse story. It's nuts. It's very funny. And we got Spider-2. We get, we get Superior Spider-Man. Like, it doesn't get much better than Superior Spider-Man. There's, look, there's Peter and Superior going at it there. We get Miles. We get the Spider-Man from that cartoon. What's the cartoon? Oh, is it... It's the, one of the more recent ones where it's very quite cartoony and like he'll do speech bubbles. Ultimate and Spider-Man. Yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man. That Spider-Man is even in the comic and it's funny. Like the other people see ben his Riley. speech bubbles pop up and they're like, what the hell is that? And he's just like, oh yeah, yeah, that, ha- that doesn't happen to you? <laughs> like, like it's, it's pretty funny. And then of course there's the real villains of Spider-Verse in the comics, which they won't probably come into it in the movies, but that's Morlin and the other Inheritors. Just, you know, spider vampires. It's like all their spider totems on the wall. All the heads. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool. I like that storyline a lot. I'm sad that it's not really part of that thing, but I do really like what they're doing with the, the Spider-Verse movies. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. Check out our review of it over on the Mary Mater Marvel Society. That's my that's that's mine. Check out Spider-Verse. And it's got a bunch of spin-offs. I got those two. There's a Jessica Drew spin-off. There's like a bunch of there's a superior Spider-Man spin-off. They all have their little corner of that story. Nice. Yep. To you, Andre. To me. Well, recently. To I'm you, like, my board. Recently, on uh, my uh, my other podcast, I had um, Adam Gorham. Uh, no, sorry, I did have Adam Gorham on the show, but before that, I had Jim Rugg on the show, who has uh, Adam Gorham's coming on this show. Yes, he is. Um, but uh, Jim Rugg, who uh, did the this book, which I picked up in honor after a conversation because it was coming out. I wanted oh to read, no! Which is his Hulk Grand Design book. Which is a I just beautiful way too much whiskey into that glass. That just means you have to drink it. I know. So, uh, and when she goes through the entire history of the Hulk and all the different art styles from his inception all the way up until basically, um, where does it end at? Pretty recent. It ends up right around, uh, Jesus. I had this here. Oh, the the maestro getting blown up by the, the bomb again. Um, they go all the way around to that. But uh, mostly they talk about Red She-Hulk, World War Hulk, that sort of stuff. It's kind of where it ends. But uh, it catches you up on the entire Hulk history in such a fun, interesting oh, that's way. That's awesome. Various versions of, um, of art. Complicated kind of, history it is. <laughs> but like they, they, they use art that's like an homage to, to Kirby stuff. They do an homage to Basema stuff. They, they, you know, they, he matches kind of the art styles of a lot of the, the 90s with the Smart Hulk, all that sort of stuff. Even like when drawing the Maestro kind of doing the Peter David stuff. It's it's very good. Um, very, very good. And a very cool book. I know uh, his his podcast partner, Ed Pisker, did the X-Men Grand Design book, which is a similar oh. story, a similar format. But it's a, that one. this one is this big. That one is like an omnibus. It's huge, the Grand Design. Oh, it to be. I believe they're working on a Fantastic Four one. I can't remember who's doing it, but wow. that uh, one's going to be thick too. Yeah, but the X Men one is it looks really cool too. And based on this book, I think I definitely want to pick it up. It's super cool. Rug is such an interesting. Uh, he's graphic designer origins, which uh, obviously make him and I similar in that way. And he really utilizes all all types of craft and art style and stuff to explore. It. It's really fun and really really good. Interesting. What's your favorite Hulk run? My favorite Hulk run. Yeah, hmm. I like the Mister Fixit stuff. I thought that was pretty fun. Um, I was going to say, I like... saw Mister Fixit flash when you're flipping through that, and then yeah, yeah brought probably, back. Mister Fixit Although, might be my favorite version of the Hulk, other than of, just like all outrage. There's kind of parts of me that I really want to read. Um, read that whole. I read the first three or two volumes of. Um, that horror kind of bend they did recently with it. What was it called? Oh, the the Jenkins one, or no? no you mean the newer one with the Devil? Ewing. Al Ewing did it. Yeah, yeah, Devil. Um, yeah. That one. I want to read that. That gets I, crazy. Where he goes to like the, they create the 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 antithesis of the one above all, the one below all. Oh, that's and cool. Hulk fights the one below all, and that it that, awesome. it gets yeah, crazy. And that. they have this whole they create this whole lore around anybody who's affected by gamma radiation and how they're all like the green door and all that. Yeah. yeah I, read, I read far yeah, enough yeah. to get into that. Um, yeah, but it's, actually it's just flipping, crazy stuff. flipping through this, uh, there's all these interesting weird ass parts of like Marvel history, like uh, the, the female Modoc there of uh, the hair. Oh, Modam. Yeah. Modam. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
no, this was Ms. I got a Modan right here. No, this was Ms. Modoc. This is like way, way before that. But um, where's my Modan? Okay, it's not Modan. Uh, but uh, there's my Modan. Uh, does it have Earth X Hulk though? No, unfortunately not. Because <laughs> why would it? But this, but this Mister Fixit picture is fucking awesome. Um, oh, it is, yeah. But one of my favorite covers ever is Wolverine number eight. I believe it is. Actually, this this, this, ver- this version of Hulk I remember liking a lot when I was a kid. The '90s smart. Hulk. <laughs> That's the most '90s Hulk. Yeah, I know. I just Hulk. I had such a kick out of that '90s Hulk when he was smart. Peter David's Hulk. He was just doing like it was just like I'm a fan of like just big fun superhero books where they just sort of lean Hulk's into what they are them. and go, and you like like John Byrne's Superman or John Byrne's Fantastic Four or She Hulk or like a lot of John Byrne stuff like sits into that Peter David's Hulk run. Like all that stuff's just fun, like good fun superhero stuff. So yeah, Dan's She Hulk run is like that. It, it gets pretty crazy and silly, yeah, uh, superhero stuff. A lot of Dan Slott stuff in general. Um, Dan Slott's coming back to Spider Man. I'm pretty excited about that. Yes, I love I think work, he's so. I think he's the best Spider Man writer of all time, personally. And I he's met him and there. I told him that. And he's. He, yeah, he. I think he plays at least a very unhumble character. He's just like, oh, I know, of course. <laughs> Pretty much, He's like I know I'm the best Spider-Man. Right? Like whatever. <laughs> All right, it's pretty funny. Uh, Dan, what do you got? You got a you got a comic book recommendation for us? X Dan, is it going to be Earth X? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't come prepared, so I'll just say Earth X. Well, didn't well, don't tell anybody anything. That's it. It won't. And we, and we love you for being the only person to make a cameo in Cameo Fest 1996. Yeah, I mean, again, I'll say it again. You guys have uh, there's some big, big shoes to fill, and quite the honor. You guys have had oh, some. Stop it! I was on. I was on for the one episode, and I regret not having made more or paid more attention to some of the like prestige that came before me. So we'll put it that way. No, well, you're not all, too you're much game before you. You were on there pretty early. Like, yeah, but then like Lorraine Allison Steely like Smith and before. I think I was oh, yeah, like, you came on right after Lynn. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, again, that's pretty big. And again, she tackled some much more interesting subjects than what were we on? Like uh now look, now you're the first seat after Uncle Larry. Yeah. Uncle Lawrence. There you go. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. Did you hear? Did you check that out? Did you check out the the Lawrence Bain interview? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, awesome. Well, look, like he just like riffs off off the top of his head was crazy. Like yeah. My guest. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, sorry, I didn't come uh, more prepared. <laughs> but, uh, oh I no, no worry, be a cascade of cameos to. Did, I've been trying to get X Dan back on the show for a while now, and he kept being like, oh, I got to catch up on your episodes. Yeah, this, I got this, the safety, the world needs yeah. safety. Well, look, she keeps the world safe. Safety, Dan, here keeps us all safe. That's if, the idea. If, if, if Dan drives by a, a site and there's unsafety stuff, yeah. he pulls it over and he shuts it down. Shut, shut her down, boy. He shuts that down. <laughs> shut her down. Speaking shut of which, I've got to shut her down, too, because I may have overcommitted right. a little bit. But, All right. Uh, X-Men. Thanks Dan. for making the cameo. Yeah, I'm going to sign off in uh, cameo fashion and with uh, great thanks to you two fine gentlemen. Oh, thanks for being on the show, man. Next time. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right. There goes X-Man Dan. We love X-Man Dan. He's a good guy. Right. Good people oh, yeah. at X-Man Dan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My favorite Hulk run? Jeez, uh, I don't know. Oh, boy, Hulk's pretty crazy. Oh, MZ loves this episode. It's a 9 out of 10. Lowest of the four. Oh, well, yeah, I, I agree. It's probably the worst of these four episodes. Any, Still, a nine out of ten is pretty on solid. Gladiator and Apocalypse. Oh, I mean, I think I, I think Apocalypse would make pretty quick work of Gladiator. Actually, Gladiator is very powerful, but he's he's it's all confidence based. So he, as soon as you rattle him, he just becomes easier and easier to beat. Whereas Apocalypse is kind of the opposite. He's just kind of playful with all of everybody until you become a serious threat to him, and then he stomps you. So it's just not a good fight for Gladiator, I don't think. Though he he he's quicker than Apocalypse. He'd get a few shots in, but I just don't think it would do enough. Uh, MZ said also awesome Lawrence Bain interview. Thanks, MZ. Thank you, sir. It was fun having Lawrence on the show, and uh, look forward to uh, or stay tuned for more interviews from the X Men TAS family. Um. So, what do we get next? What do we normally do? Oh, I know what we normally do. It's been so long, I don't even know how we do the show anymore, Andre. You made me take so many weeks off. Uh, it was two, and you were the reason we didn't do the first one. Oh, was it me? You were oh, sick. Was that the day? I, oh, oh, was I ever? Oh, yeah. I la, couldn't la, even keep water. Last weekend, my, my wife had family visiting from, uh, from Ottawa, so I didn't want to... Can't I just blame Ontario. you for both weeks? Can't you just give me that? I mean, I don't think I... If you want, if you need me to, sure, buddy. That's the help me out a little. Okay, sure. I can't it's handle any more burden. Can't handle any more emotional burden. Deserve to live from this right. show. Oh no, no, no! You can live. No, no, I'm killing. Myself I need you, right buddy. I don't want to be drinking alone. I'm kill myself alive. On That's the just air. embarrassing. Damn it! What have I? How dare you embarrass me? I'm hanging myself with this cord and making me drink alone. How dare you? How dare you, sir? You know, we might make some headlines. Change the channel! <laughs> it's My Remote with Andre. I know you're ready for this one. Now, speaking of My Remotes, how, how far are you through the most recent holdup? I finished it. Oh, I'm play. I played pretty nice, considering that Murphy made me watch four anime movies in a row. <laughs> you weren't as big. I, thought I played. I was pretty diplomatic. You didn't seem as big an asshole as you usually do in that show. No, I was trying to tone it back because I just I realized anime is not for me, so I don't want to shit on it too bad for people who love it. Yeah, you know, totally. I just, it's just, I just don't get it. Like I, I understand that it's, it. To me, it's very good art, but it's just not compelling film. General. Well, there's like a whimsy to it. You mm -hmm. kind of have to like open yourself to like being in a in a more more like a fairy tale than a than a real yeah. It's very age. much that. Yeah. Um, I though you guys picked, I guess like you picked two Ghibli's, which I probably wouldn't have done. I would have picked one, and probably would have been Pro Princess Mononoke. It's, that was I, my pick because uh, and I had to watch it twice because I was confused the first time. Totoro it's a pretty is, good movie. I mean, you should have done Akira for sure. That's because, what Murphy said. Yeah, um, but I've have, seen you have done most that over of Totoro before. You should have done that over Totoro for sure. Totoro's a fun movie. Like I watched it about a, a year ago, and I really liked it. But it definitely strikes me as a kids' movie. Like I think yeah, I, I messaged you because you said in your podcast that you didn't think any modern kids would love it. 
My cousin's, yeah. my cousin's kid adores it. It's like her favorite movie. Well, that's interesting because it's just like it's just yeah. But you can't you can't experience things the way a four year old would, right? Like to them. No, exactly. I probably would love it as a four year old too, maybe. But it's just looking back now at the things. And the I other like one I never heard of. So. Oh, don't worry about it. But honestly, he, for the first half of it, I enjoyed more than those other two movies. What I would have, if like, I was your pick, I would have done. Stop caring. Okay, this is what I would have done if I were you guys to give you three okay. starkly different options. I would have done Princess Mononoke for sure, Akira, and Perfect mm-hmm. Blue. Remember, remember though, we're not trying to pick the three best movies. We're I'm not either. I'm not either. I'm picking might you. Suck. They might suck. You know, I'm not picking the best want. either. I'm picking ones that are wildly different themes. Okay. So Akira is like a proto-futuristic thing. Princess Minoki is, or Mononoke is kind of more like a, a woodsy, like based on historical. Kind of thing. And well, perf- it's more of a historical myth thing. It's kind of, but I mean, it is, there's go, there's spirits and demons and, and all this stuff in it. Yeah. So it's, and then I would have picked Perfect Blue because it's like a modern day like Giallo slasher film as a. Well, as the a Red Line, the third one we watched, is very futuristic. It's, it's like a right, yeah. Series. But you kind of had that already with well, you would have had that already with Akira, so. Um, yeah. kind of, but those are the ones I would pick that are like I don't know, Aeon Flux or something. But uh, oh, no, not Aeon Flux, that's not good. Yeah, well, or that's what I would have done if I were given the opportunity. I've seen Aeon Flux and I don't know what the shit is happening. And I saw the the, the live action, well, actually, too. perfect, perfect blue, I would have given you the option for, or or not perfect blue, is it perfect blue? I think it's perfect blue, or um. Uh, Paprika is the other one I would have suggested for you. Oh, that's showing up. Murphy has that on some other theme. That oh. movie's actually going to show up on our show. Yeah. Okay, that's about going into dreams. So uh, if you're doing okay. a dream episode or something, dream legends episode. Do you guys settle does on? Your... Have, does, is it a mix of live action and animation by any chance? No. In fact, no? from what from what I understand, uh, what's his face? Um, Christopher Nolan owns a great great debt to that movie because I guess like. It's very, it was, it came out before, the same as um, Existence, which we talked about before. Um, yeah. But that, that one, I think Nolan owes a lot to as well. Because uh, both, both have elements of Inception in them that are like deeply, very, very close. Like very close. Paprika is like um, some kind of a guy as a weapon that can invade dreams and people have to go in after them. It's very Inception-like. Uh, okay, maybe he must have had it and he bumped it. It seems to not be on here anymore. No, right. well, it's a good and one. He too. must have had it. He must have had it on the anime island and then bumped it for Redline. And he only picked Redline. Murphy likes a spite pick every now and then, where he just picks a movie <laughs> that he thinks I'll especially hate. And he he was very, but I surprise him sometimes. I like the movies he picks. Anyway. Yes, I do. I've, I've listened to the show more. Yeah. Well, next one's on boats. I mean, we can all thank Kevin Millard for making me sit through three and a half hours of dust boot. Oh, you didn't watch the six-hour cut? What? There's a six-hour cut. You should have watched that one. It's going to take me six sittings to get through this three and a half hour cut. Not that it's bad, even. Like, I mean, it's okay so far. I'm like probably like 40 minutes in. But 40 minutes in is just like saying you're 10 minutes into most movies. Like, nothing has happened. I'm 40 minutes in, and literally nothing has happened. So they've gotten on the boat. They're on the boat. <laughs> a friend of mine has a board game called Das Boot, or no, U-Boot, in which you play a, a German submarine during World U-boot, War II. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
well, the game's called U-Boot because you're a you're a, a German sub. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's a board game, and you like everybody controls those different jobs. And there's a, a an AR kind of part of it that's an app that's on an iPad, so you can like look up and then use it to attack other ships and stuff. It's fun. It's a good good board game. Boat. So, what did you choose for boats? Yeah, yeah, Das Boot. Uh, well, I, I I made a I made a fun pick. Titanic, obviously. Pick. No. I'm kidding. I wouldn't. So want to Kevin that. picked Dust Boot. I picked Captain Ron. Delightful '90s comedy. I loved that movie. I've seen it like I don't think I've ever seen it kid. actually. Oh really? I loved yeah. it as a kid. I loved that movie. Kurt Russell, Martin Short, Canada's sweetheart. I do love um, Martin Short. Oh man, who doesn't? He's one of the funniest men ever. Also, during your anime episode, you guys talked about Grave, Grave, Graveyard of the Fireflies. Neither of you have heard of it. That's a huge anime. That's like a well. Well, no, I had. I only heard of it because I. Yeah, Murphy. I was surprised Murphy hadn't heard of it. I've I've heard of it in my research after watching Princess Mononoke once and not quite getting it. So then I did some research and on some Japanese myths and stuff and on. Ghibli and stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm Interesting read, how I'm it was a double feature that you could play on any order you wanted. I'm going to read you the description for Perfect Blue just to show you how different of a theme this one is compared to the others. Okay. A pop okay. singer a pop singer gives up her career to become an actress, but she slowly goes insane when she starts being stalked by an obsessed fan that seems to be a ghost of her past. It's an anime movie? I feel like yeah. that's a Natalie Portman movie or something. Well, you're describing the Black Swan, but they're very different movies. But it could have been inspired yeah. by this for sure, because I know Aronofsky uh, draws from a lot of various... Actually, you know what? 100%, I think I remember him referencing this as an inspiration for that movie. So This one came out like... I've never seven. even seen Black Swan, so that shows you how much I pick up from little bits. There you go. So what are the other <laughs> ones? Ron... It just uh, boot and um, oh, in the heart of the sea. Oh, the Moby, the the pre Moby Dick, yeah, Moby, Moby Dick, Dick one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Herman Melville was inspired to write Moby Dick based on a story he read in a newspaper about an incident that happened to a real boat. I'm interested believe, in this one, and I believe that story is supposed to be the original. In the heart of the story. sea, yeah, yeah. So I'm interested because I, I, I actually read Moby have it on Blu-ray. I found it in the bin as a young world. lad. So oh, I wanted to watch it, but I never got around to watching it. So. Hey, oh, well, watch it before you the podcast. And yeah, that's not a bad idea. If you right? want, th- th- jump on for some spare change, because Jamil hasn't been joining us for spare change the last couple episodes. What was it? You wanted me to join you for the multiverse episode? Yeah, the season finale. What are your options? What what two do you have picked already? You don't like my options, because it's hard to pick multiverse movies from pre-2000s, mm. which you'll see now that you have to pick one of them. I could. I picked but... Last Action Hero and Event Horizon. Event uh, Horizon. Which if Event Horizon, yeah, I'd rather you're gonna replace that. I'm keeping Last Action Hero. Well, I would, I would have picked Last Action Hero. <laughs> Damn it! No, I'm right. picking Last. Why does it have to be pre nineties? Because it's the the theme of our podcast. I'm trying to prove to Murphy that movies pre two thousands were much better than newer ones. You know, spiting so your far, spiting your friend isn't a great reason to thing to build a podcast on. No, it's not me spiting my friend. I didn't know who my uh, co-host was going to be. I threw it out to the floor. Murphy's like, I'll do it. I threw it out to you. You didn't want to. You didn't want to. Well, I'm busy. I can barely have time to do this one, as we've established. True enough. All right. Well, I'll come up with when. When is this? But 
you are probably the movie guy of the UFP, so we're gonna have you. I think I honestly guy. think you guys should just let me. I may not be able to do the episodes, but you should let me. No, you're not picking all our movies. You should let me because pick you don't movies. understand the the. the I do the understand the theme. Conceit of the show. I do understand the theme. You want like but you pick I'm too saying, many good movies because you always want to pick movies but, that are really but, good. No, I would pick ones that are different. I would pick three very. Like, I picked Captain themes. Ron. I don't know if Captain Ron's gonna hold up. To me, watching it now as a forty-year-old, but how important? No how important? And that's that why movie, I picked it. How important to that movie is the ship? They're on it the entire movie. The literally, the they get off maybe at a couple ports for a few minutes to get into hijinks, but they are on that boat the entire movie. Oh, look who it is! We have another cameo here on Cameo Fest, nineteen ninety-six. I'm we telling Dad. I'm telling Dad. World Man Murphy. I'm explaining I, to about hold up, let, so let me pick, timing. Up, pick your guys' movies. Somebody's but, ears were burning because we well, were talking I, about I, hold I, up. Sam says we should do a show live in Newfoundland, Andre. Let's do it. So, do, oh, is, that's a good question, actually, from uh, Sam. Oh, do we think the writer's strike will affect... No, I don't think it will because been producing it. this show is written... Pretty much, from what I understand, by one guy, and I'm pretty sure the first two episodes or two seasons at least are in the can already. So yeah, I think we're all right. Release in January, though it did just get pushed back. Yes, no, it was January. Now it's early 2024. 2024. Yeah. Oh, so tricky. Yeah. So maybe you're right, Sam. Maybe it did, but I'm. Certainly not for season one. That is in the can. I think if that that delay just has to do with whatever the release schedule drama might be. Look at this! (laughs) Holy fuck! It's the world mind, the man. (laughs) That's right. I'll explain to Davin why you guys need to change some of the format to your show. (laughs) Yeah, well, explain to Murphy how the movies do. My my okay. He doesn't like our movie choices, mostly yours. No, he no, always no, 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 no. All right, Davin, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying you need to get rid of the both that only one movie has to be from now and then all the rest have to be pre nineties. No, that's that, not going anywhere. That's that my really whole, like, well, so so one one of your options out of three is from two thousands up and then the rest is all before the nineties. Well the, yeah, the, the entire we're, we're talking about twenty three years has happened since the year two thousand. Whereas before the year 2000, there's basically 100 years of film to choose from. So to me, that's a, a pretty decent balance. But when you get into a more niche concept like multiverse, you're really... Yeah, then we're in trouble. You're really hamstrung. Well, we've done, didn't we break that concept one other time, Murphy? Didn't we do two modern films and one older film for one other yeah. thing? Yeah, you did when uh, you did the... Um, uh, what was it? That the German movie. Not German. The one with the girl, the... the, the, the uh, uh, Veronica was a movie of Berlin guys. That was a great movie. Did you watch that yet, Andre? That's a great movie. Yeah, it's a great film. Okay. The the whole purpose. Who was hired on that? Who was super hired on that? David, give me two seconds. Okay. The whole purpose, (laughs) the reason why I am am film or I choose films post 2000 is because Davin is under the belief that there are no good movies. Yes, I agree, which is fine. I just think like he picks an old movie, you pick a new movie, and then let the third one be a wild card. Oh, well, Jamil's piping up. Andre, did you like Out of Sight? Andre, Jamil's all about yet, Out of Sight. I, will, I, I haven't watched it, but I will. Jamil, where are you? This is Cameo Fest 1996. I, will, I expect you here within five minutes. Right. I will exp- I, I will say this. 
You're not entirely wrong, Andre. I believe that if a guest is on the show, yeah, let them pick what they want. They sh- they should have wild card. They should Agreed. have whatever Agreed. generation if they're, you know if what? they're coming in. I can get behind that. I can yeah. get behind that they because they can pick I feel, whatever. That's fine. Yeah, because I feel That's I feel fun. we've we've sort of we've um, cornered our our guests by telling them they can only pick pre-generation or whatever so from here on out like i already proved I my point on this show that old movies are better because we had dr strange love and it's the best movie ever i feel like so. getting into arguments about what decades are better than other decades for movie is folly just watch good movies it doesn't matter yes, like why, why, why draw this arbitrary line but, in the sand that okay says this like, i don't want to feel like too much I, it of wasn't a curmudgeon. it wasn't more, more or less an arbitrary line it was more like the beginning line of a blueprint of something that's evolved. Yes, right. it, it it was something we're like, all right, well, this is well, you know what it, we've come to realize that the, it's all shades of gray. Yeah, and we're more or less exploring the yeah. themes of the film, and that's that's so. true. And I think if you, if yeah, you I enjoyed did, Red Line way more than Murphy did. I think if you did that, if you did that, so the third one could be whatever, then that would open it up in a way that would probably fix that only um, if we have a guest because I'm always going to pick. And if you don't have a guest, let me pick your third one, and I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> I think about it. I'll All right, because it. I, I feel like, like I don't. I'm not against that idea. I don't. Thank I you. Like I feel that. like I watch a lot of movies. He wants to I pick can... all our movies, Murphy. Every time I come on X rated, <laughs> I know. I know. It's not good. One of our hold up episodes. He's like, look, I, I probably should have picked all those episodes for you guys. Like, what do you but think? Listen, of, what do you think? I love. Picking? I love your guys' show. I listen to it and I enjoy <laughs> it. So it. The only the only difference is I know you personally, so I can tell you this stuff. If I just listen to this podcast and I didn't know you guys. I would still enjoy it. I would just say, why didn't they do this one? But now I can complain to you in person because I know you guys. I <laughs> love that so, Cameo Fest 1996 is becoming Tangent Fest 1996. Yeah, I know. I told Davin that my picks for your animes would have been uh, yeah. Princess Mononoke. Um, I picked it. Akira. And he almost picked it. And Perfect Blue because there are three wildly different movies. You know that, that one, Ruby? I, I've heard of Perfect Blue. I haven't seen it, but I've seen posters and I've one of them I wanted to check out. But it, it's supposed he to be like, he's a, like let's a, watch Red Line. Let's watch Red Dude, Line. Dude, I'm still <laughs> mad that I picked Red Line because like there are better racing films and there are better animes and so like I'm so better mad everything than Red I wasted Line. A I like that you referenced that. You referenced Rush, which was a or no wait, you referenced Ford vs Ferrari. Which was a good movie. One of the best racing it's, films I've ever perfect watched. Blue is eight. Rush was a really good one too with um, Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Bruhl. Yes, it hmm. was. Oh man. Um, but uh, what, yeah. about, what about Star Wars Episode One? That's a racing film. <laughs> sure. And, 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 not and wrong. The, uh, starships are kind of ships of the of space, so you might as well just cut them for uh, ships <laughs> and put them in your next episode. My fa- favorite racing movie is an episode of Star Trek Voyager where they do a space race. Yeah, that sounds fun. And, um, it was fun. Anyway, yeah, no, I like to be in the guys' show. Like, it's I find it hard to find a multiversal episode because you guys already have. All right, you can pick post two thousands. We're going with yeah, your new format right, well, idea. Even then, there's still like, not a lot. But of I'm sticking with last action here. I mean, my but you I'm, were you were mocking me at first. He's like, there's tons of multiverse movies pre two thousands. But no, then, I didn't no, say that. There, there pre- really is not pre two thousands. There's like the no post two thousands. People were talking about that kind more, of thing, but not in the way that, that we do. listen. Like if you come in with a pick better than Event Horizon, I'm all for it because, in my opinion, yeah, Event he's, Horizon, he's Event Horizon is not Horizon. a parallel universe story. 
It's out. Well, That's they what open I'm saying. up a gate it's to a, hell. It's a, they open up a gate to hell. Yeah, but hell's yeah, not a parallel bad. universe. It's in just another dimension. It could be. Yeah, it's a dimension. No, this is no, this is parallel dimensions. This isn't. It isn't a multiverse movie. It's the movie. The title is, I believe, it's called Parallel Alternate Dimensions. dimensions. It's alternate dimensions. Alternate dimensions. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Dimensions. Well, Coraline would be a good choice for that one then. Coraline. Yeah, she goes. Oh, the, the one with the, the pop of eyes and shit. Yeah, with the buttons for eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually the, a pretty fucking great movie. The Neil Gaiman movie. <laughs> Murphy, uh, Andre liked your paprika pick, but I see you've removed it. You had that on there. So that's no, what I, I didn't. Would have I didn't. I didn't. I would have did you have paprika on there somewhere? I still have paprika on there. You just moved it way down the bottom of the list. It's technically oh, did under, I? I believe, <laughs> animations or cartoon. Yeah, I had paprika on that list somewhere. It was there. No, so, uh, it's not there anymore. It's gone. So I think it was like seeing that it's gone. It's gone. But anyway, this is a fun tangent fest. Yeah. Where are we at now? Okay. Well, Murphy can join us for our game. I see why it's gone because we're missing a whole category. Well, yeah, we haven't even done. We haven't even done. No, it is. It is. It is there. It's. It's under. It's gonna be in season two. Jody Simpson guest. It's right next to Fern Gully and Heavy Metal. What's What's the subject for that? Okay. Uh, cartoon animation. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So my movie pick. Jody's my movie pick. Yeah. I mentioned earlier because I mentioned uh, David David Hem uh, Hemblin. I was in a movie I watched yesterday. I just recently got the Criterion Channel, and I've been kind of watching a lot of movies on Criterion it. Criterion Channel on what? A television or like? No. No. It's a, it's like Netflix. You can get a streaming service called oh, Criterion. Okay. So um, well, I, it's I old about... bag. Is it like just a conglomeration of whatever it can buy, it's, or does it have like a no, theme? No, it's all the it's all the Criterion movies, like Shutter. Yes, but movies no, like it, when you buy a Criterion Blu-ray or whatever, it's put out by this company that that does these really nice versions of like art, like art, artsy or classic or cult movies, um, and these really cool editions. So it's just a digital version of that, so you don't have to buy the discs. It's like it's um, like the Mondo, it's like the Mondo of DVD sales. Like you can get Criterion collections of like Kurosawa films, and they're just yep. like pure art pieces from front to back. Yeah, and they they restore them all, and they have all this extra stuff. I I've been collecting the discs for a long time of movies I like, and even taking chances on ones I don't know anything about, because like I really respect what they do. So I thought I'd give, being that the discs are so expensive, and you know there's only so much space in my house, I decided to give the the channel a try. So last night I watched. You live in old barns. Your place is practically a barn. Fill it up with DVDs. It's actually quite big, but unfortunately, well, fortunately, I do live with my wife, who doesn't appreciate me filling every corner of the house with shit. So uh, you know, I try to to respect it. Oh my god! We have another cameo. We have no video, but we have a beautiful picture of Jamil looking. Anyway, I want to get my movie recommendation out. Yep, get it out. It's Adam Agoyan's. Uh, the Sweet Hereafter. I watched it yesterday. It's a beautiful movie about a community dealing with a horrible tragedy. And it doesn't uh, sound very Adam McGoyan, the title. It's it, well, it's a line from a, a poem, which is uh, what what the reference to it is. But it's about a town where a, a bus accident occurs, and almost all of the children in the town are killed. Um, oh my about, god! I don't want to watch that movie. And it's about a lawyer that, that comes to town terrible. trying to convince the parents to uh, put a class action lawsuit against the bus, 
the the bus company or whoever made the bus. And uh, it's it's a, a very interesting movie about uh, kind of David Lynchian in that like you know idealistic town with a dark underbelly, but also um, you know this sort of profound grief and dealing with that. And uh, obviously, being someone who lives in Colchester, Nova Scotia, where the biggest mass shooting in <laughs> Canadian history happened a few years ago, the theme seemed to oh, have. Don't uh, remind me. I remember I, the text I got from my mother checking if I was dead or not. I, got, I, I live. I live literally late here. runs <laughs> out towards the. I, end I live where it happened, and I was getting messages that whole weekend asking if I was okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you know, dealing with those themes hit home more for me. But it's a beautiful movie about uh, you know about grief and about uh, oddly enough a little bit of hope, and it, it was very good. Uh, I'd hardly suggest it. David Hemlum's in it briefly. He plays a a stroke victim in a wheelchair, um, but he's very good in that in that minor role. He could play that. He plays it very well. Like, yeah, his He's wife in the his, his wife was the one driving the bus in the uh, in the movie. So uh, okay. you know she's under fire because they you know. But it's it's a it's like Adam every Adam McGoy movie. It's it's kind of a quiet exploration of. McGoy did Exotica, right? He did. That's going on. That's going on. Hold up. Murphy wants to do a sex, drugs, and rock and roll three episode run. And uh, my sex pick was Exotica. What's your drug pick? I didn't do that yet. I All right, I'm going to give you one. You want it? Oh, no, I picked one. I, it was New Jack City. For, okay. Well, what's the rock and roll one? It better be this is Spinal Tap. I had Spinal Tap on. But um, it might still be there. Okay, actually. so... We had For a drug sex, one? drugs, and rock and roll setup, but he he yeah, he switched it all still up. there, and and we have a guest, and he picked Airheads. Oh so well, I, I that, that is kind of a rock. And oh no, no, no! That's right. You have a guest for a different episode that picked Airheads, so I have to pick a new thing. That's right. Yeah, you have a guest for our uh, music yeah. Episode. I got Patrick. I got uh, I got uh, Patrick Walford coming in as a guest. He's um, all right. So what what I would suggest for your drug your drug one is Requiem for a Dream. No, I'm not watching Requiem again. I'm not. Okay. No, I reject yeah, I've seen that pick. one a few times. That's a terrible fucking. Apparently, movie. Requiem can so far... like fucking get the fuck out of here. Requiem. So it's about who's the dev and thinks you'll like go to here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean to be fair, Requiem from Dream will scare the shit out of you. That's the point. Here. That's the point. Exactly. It's great, <laughs> it's like, right? Um, yeah. But apparently, though, he's just but he's again, decided so, like. He, Apparently, he's decided to go train spotting the other heroin movie. <laughs> oh, that's a rough one. Actually, I'd rather you know watch train spotting okay, again than no. Requiem. Okay, have I don't need you... to see bad things happen to Jennifer Connelly again. I don't. Ha- okay, obviously you love Jennifer Connelly, and that's fine. She's a, she's wonderful. But have you watched Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Of course. Yes. Well, that's a great. Drug I'd movie. watch that again. That's that's a great drug movie. I wouldn't it's, be. I, you know what? To be fair, the first time I ever watched Fear and Loathing, Las Vegas, I got so high on weed because I was really young. I fell asleep watching the movie, so I don't. I just read the book again recently and watched the movie in one of the movie nights I hosted. It was it's awesome. So uh, yeah. Murph, him talk about, like, Murph, the are you one of those that like of a mescaline binge? Yeah, <laughs> it makes <laughs> drugs. Like, here's the hold thing hold about mescaline. Devin, Devin, hold up. Through. Andres, oh, Andres Jamil here? Or Jamil, no, sorry, I've, Jamil. I've always been here. I'm just respectful and let everyone talk. <laughs> oh, jeez, Jamil. What, what where, nice where's guy. your video? We didn't know you were here because you got I'm no driving. video. I'm He's literally driving. on my way home. Oh, uh, well, we're glad you're <laughs> here. The dedication. I woke up earlier. 
What if we hear but a car accident with Jimmy O in it? <laughs> yeah. Jimmy O, why is Andre wrong about all the things he says about my picks on hold? I never said that he was wrong. I said that <laughs> I called I'm dibs. asking you why he's wrong. Well, well you're asking the wrong question. My, okay. my statement was I've already given a multiversal uh, movie pick to oh, uh, to Murphy like like a month yeah. and change ago. Coherence. Was it, Murphy? Oh, yeah. That was Coherence? one that I, I haven't watched yet, but I've heard it's very good. Let me make that your pick, Andre. I haven't watched it yet. Wait, sorry. What? What? Well, that's what's the thing. We'll, we'll watch it for the show. It's better. I always try to pick a movie I haven't seen. Yeah, well, it's fine. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah. Um, Murphy, remember I was talking about three different movies. I was talking about Parallel, Parallels, and Coherence. Oh, right. That whole Par- fucking par- chicanery. No, I parallels, about is that. Supposed to, parallels is supposed to be very good, too. Or what's that weird more than lacks that action hero? No, I never said choice. that. I love that movie though. That's a great, that's a great choice. I would Man, I'm very happy to watch that good. movie. So good. But there's a lot of weird ones like um, you know, like older weird there's a few older weird like the one with Jet Li would be one that would work. The uh, one? Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm saying it's a good movie. Is that good. alternate dimensions? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're it is. from all different universes. Yeah, he has and to kill like, his versions of himself one. to become stronger. It's great. Yeah, the, the less energy that's spread across of his his essence across parallel universe, the more to die, the stronger he is. Jason stayed them before it was a star. Yeah, and there's well, Jet Li is an evil, a stunt guy. Jet Li's an evil version that's trying to become the one, the last one left, so the most powerful. But then there's also like he's a the Highlander. Version. Kind of. But there's a good version of him that's also trying to fight against him. And, and uh, Delroy Lindo is yeah. also in it. So who He's would win like Jet in a fight? Jet Li or Christopher Lambert? Jet Li. What do you think Jet Li could win in a fight against Christopher Lambert? 100%. Christopher not Lambert even a really fucking good. question. Yeah, yeah Christopher know, Lambert's not like a real fight guy. He's just an actor. Yeah, but Jet man. Jet Li actually is like a karate expert. Or whatever. But, he, but he does things like, I don't think so. Uh, well, you know, you got sliding doors with Gwyneth Paltrow. That was the parallel universe sort of thing. Um, well, you can pick coherence or Gwyneth Paltrow. I know. Well, what you I know, think Cohe- coherence is supposed supposed <laughs> to be quite a good movie, and I haven't seen it, so I will. I will probably pick that. No, all right. So we're we'll replacing the well, We have a new coherence. format for Hold Up. Did you check that? Did you hear that, Jamil? The guests can pick uh, post two thousands movie if anything they, they want, so they can take your shackles off. Any um, time, makes, yeah. A lot of sense. Who thought of it? Person Andre. must be very smart. Andre. Yeah. Andre's been trying to restructure our show from the very beginning. Yeah, I was here. I was um, listening when you all did the conversation, so I was just going to put that plug in. Yeah, you know, we're all four of us are here. Let's play a game. Oh no, wait. Right. No, we we just, oh, you, did you do your movie thing? You I did. did. It's Emma a sweet hereafter by Emma Goyan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, and also quick, check out Exotica. That turns out by Adam I got the Studio Ghibli movie collection. Ooh. I forgot I had this. Oh, well. I went through the trouble of getting the, uh, the Ghibli movies on the internet. It comes with basically the entire collection of Ghibli films. Awesome. I got um, I bought those. Nice. They, they put out those box set, the Blu-ray sets that are like a big cardboard square that have the disc and like a CD and a book. Um, they did them oh, for Minoke, wow. uh, Totoro, Princess Monoke, and I think Kiki. Not Kiki's Louis Service. Maybe Spirited, Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Spirited Away is the other one. That. That's, yeah. See, I learn. 
But I got, I, I, got I have uh, Blu-ray versions of most of the other ones. Uh, I like the the Cat Returns a lot. I, I have to go back and rewatch it. It's been a long time. There was also that we watched that one about airplanes that Murphy. Uh, oh yeah, the, the, uh, the Wind Rises, uh, I believe it was called. Yes, the that was correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was, was good. Cool. I want to rewatch that when the English dub, just because of the, the English cast. Wait, what? Wait, yeah, what? That might be what? Yeah, it's got yeah, a no, crazy seriously. English. They got like Stanley like Tucci a... as as like the Italian airplane guy, and they've got yeah. um, what was it? Uh, oh, what's his name? But but are you from uh, like the Rush, the bicycle film? Uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He plays the main character. Um, Wait, that's yeah. what you think of when you think of jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt in his career? Premier like third rush from the sun. Premium Rush, yes. The the one where he rides a bicycle, I fucking love that film. It's a great film. Actually, I've heard it's a good movie. I've never seen it. I think Murphy's making me watch that on Hold Up later. Well, there's also... The the moment we have a bicycle-themed episode. Before I make the the final decision on this extra multi- or the parallel universe movie, um, there's another one that I looked at that I've been wanting to watch for a while called Run Lola Run, which I've been thinking about as well. Whoa, I've oh, seen Run Lola Run. Film. It's not a multiverse. It's so movie. amazing. It does though, because it's a generally split the story from different decisions she makes and change where it goes. Uh, it's 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 um, it is sort of it's based on it's time like period. She, twenty years. It's ago. more like Groundhog's Day. It's okay. closer to a so Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right, maybe we'll see people here instead. You know, Laurent's a good movie, though. I'll get that into the show at some point. All right, coherence it is. Yeah, if you love Run Little Run, you'll love Victoria. All right, cool. Victoria, I loved Victoria. Jamil, what's wrong with you, bud? I love you, but man, Victoria was. Don't, don't. We're we're real Berlin guys. We're real Berlin guys here. Real Berlin guys. <laughs> real yeah. Berlin guys. I mean, obviously, if, like if we we're if we we're trying to boil down the theme to its chorus thing, I'd probably pick one of the Spider Verse movies. But I mean, uh, we already uh, got some real modern. They're all great. Movies, so. <laughs> they're all like. Well, I mean, even I the new Doctor Strange. End. I like yeah, the Doctor right. Strange movie, so I picked that too. But it's it's fine. I, I think something different, ah. based that we already have the other. One. I know you didn't, Chris, but uh, I did. Sam Rainey, Sam, Rainey, Sam Rainey has my number. Oh, you know what? I don't know. I'm going to do that. I was also going to... I was about to do my gardening segment, but no, I'm not. I'm going to do this segment. Perhaps you better take over from here. Now, we've done this. This is my sweet tunes for the ex-goons. So. Oh, what what kind of tunes do I want to... Here's the thing, ex-goons. Do you like bass? Are you all about that bass? About that bass? No treble? No, I'm talking about no real treble? actual bass playing. Slap of the bass. So, slap of the bass. Like exactly. Okay. We sl- well, better. Better than Primus. What? Impossible. No, it's not. Who is and a better bass player than I can give you probably a list of ten people. but Impossible. No, it's not. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Here's, go ahead. here's number one like on the list at some point. Sweet tunes. No, you don't. Sweet I'm, tunes for the ex-goons. I'm playing the quarry in the last chapter. I really want to finish it before I go to bed tonight. <laughs> Such a good game. Anyway, well, continue. Look, Marcus Miller. Have you heard of Marcus Miller? Marcus Miller is the greatest bass player who has ever picked up a bass. Why? Because there are great bass players, such as Victor Wooten 
And you can, like, honestly, Les Claypool, fellas, is not in the conversation. Victor Wooten is an incredible base player. But Excuse Marcus me. Miller can do what Victor... Get it. Look, fellas. There's a I whole brand of music that teenagers have never heard of. And those are where the real musicians are. Okay, fellas. That's a okay. pretty, like... So, Patronizing no, it's opinion. Not. It's yes. like, oh, yes, teenagers have never true. heard of this. <laughs> well, maybe teenagers have heard of Marcus Miller, but I doubt they have. Maybe they have, but I doubt. Or some, have. just like some Listen. older people who aren't teenagers uh, have never heard of him. You know? If we want Listen. to look semantics, I fine. But I bet privilege. you I could grab a, 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 a hundred teenagers right now and maybe one of them have heard of Marcus Miller. Devin, maybe. I'll let you know right now. I had the privilege roughly 10 years ago of seeing Primus in Montreal high on LSD. And when I saw Les Claypool play bass oh, with you're... 12 fingers on one of his hands, you want I saw the greatest bassist alive. <laughs> Look, like, I just, I don't know this guy. I'll Honestly, have to... he's okay. He's okay. Wait, so, Murph. He's very good. But, but so, it's, if you're talking asshole, upper echelon guys like Marcus Miller and Victor Wooten, Les Claypool is okay. So let's name other or ones. Or Stanley so Clark, they, like they, the, 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 the great bassists. Like. So let's name some others you're glossing over. Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Getty Lee okay, no. from Rush. He's okay. Look, let, let me we're ending this now. Marcus Miller. Go listen to Marcus Miller, and I won't have to explain myself anymore. Go listen Thund- to any Thundercat. album by Marcus Miller. Thundercat. Th- no. Thundercat, yeah. You can't no, go listen to Marcus is. Miller. No, yo, Charles Mingus isn't a bass player. He played bass. Cookie from no. King. Charles Mingus is not a bass player. You are having one of your delusions. Oh, did who just did I do that? <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't get. We don't it wasn't me. He literally decided to say that on his own. Well, you might be onto something. Bootsy, I'm uh, not well, delusional. Listen, beast. No, he was talking I'm about sure you. Marcus Miller is a wonderful, delusion. a wonderful bassist, but if. Oh, any of these excuses like something a little more modern, a little more fresh, something a little more new. Uh, no, King Gizzard oh, and the Lizard modern Wizard Mark- dropped oh. their new album right. recently, right. past Friday. They have a new album. The album's called Petro Dragonic Apocalypse or Dawn of Eternal Night: An Annihilation of Planet Earth and the Beginning of Merciless Damnation. One of they the best thrash album metal albums I've heard weeks. in recent days. How can I know, you keep up? Amazing. They have this a new album like out. every two weeks. It's insane. You know what they real musicians can't do? The best of the best? Put out an album every two weeks because they're the best of the best. So listen to Marcus I, Miller. Well, anyway. I disagree any, with any that. Any album, but, I, I but dis- no, you shouldn't. David, you shouldn't. I disagree with that. They could, but they don't. Because remember, they have, remember, they want to uh, excel at what they do. Do you remember when this show used to be um, the X-Men? <laughs> Well, I've been trying to get this freaking music recommendation out for like 20 minutes. All right, Look, all right. You did. You said you Mar- listen to Marcus Miller. There's a mi- yeah, I've been trying to get the album out for 20 minutes. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay, there's a million Marcus albums. Listen to them all. But Marcus. There's an album called Marcus. So he's not his in a band. Name is Marcus. his own thing. He was in a band. He played uh, bass for... But if you were to look in the fa- it might have been Sly in the, fa- the Family Stone. He might have been oh, the wow, bass player. Okay. Well, that's that's like like it was one Kenny of those Rogers big... of bass players. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. You mean Larry Graham? <laughs> look Kenny at Rogers his face. Is a great Kenny Rogers. <laughs> He's so disgusted. <laughs> Larry Graham was the bass player for Sly in the 
So you just kick him out of the, out of the conversation. Oh, literally, you did kick him out. Yeah. Uh, you know, all three of you guys go listen to Marcus Miller, Marcus, and then get back to me. And then well, listen, to Miller. listen to Marcus Miller, Bruce Lee. That's a great song. Oh, Marcus Miller. You'll see what I mean because he can do all the virtuoso shit that like a Victor Wooten can do, but Marcus Miller never loses the groove ever. Never. But did he ever play Jerry's a race car driver? I don't think so. Or uh, let's play. Let's play a game. Let's why play. Why Big Brown Beaver? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, see, I I like Les Claypool actually. <laughs> right. my, my my brother for uh, my Christmas I think gave me um it's Les Claypool and Primus doing Jamil go. Oh, there he is. Doing covers of all... Jamil's the, here! Uh, Yay, yeah. it's Jamil. Well, he's in a comic book Jamil. He's in a toy store. Hey, Did you break no, into that's Jamil. Jamil's, all. Jamil lives I'm in a toy I'm going to have to bounce store. out and come back in. Give me a second. Sorry, I'm oh, an idiot. But yeah, yeah Jamil lives in yeah, a Yeah, that's store. just Jamil's man cave. It's just wall line to line that's with awesome. Funko Pop. Like, If you've up. ever wondered if there's a pop figure about a thing... It's in Jamil's room, and it doesn't. Oh, I, I I used to collect all the Rick and Morty ones, but I gave up once I got into like the. There's so many; it was just impossible to keep up. So yeah, um, um, one day pop figures will destroy the oceans. So there's that. Yeah, my brother gave um, me. Um, it was Primus doing all of the songs from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and uh, it's fantastic. Oh, that's it's such a favorite. good it's, fucking it's, album! It's, it's one of my favorite albums. Look, I'm I'm happy for you guys in your white people music, but there are real ba- bass players out there. Okay. So why are you trying to diminish what we like by boiling it down to some racist thing? Jesus Christ! <laughs> because I don't know. Look, I do have a certain racial bent you know, you, when it comes you know to what music. I think like, there are certain of... styles of music where I know if I go to a show, it's going to be an entire room full of white people all dressed the same, and that makes me uncomfortable. So if okay. there's a style of music that reflects that, white I, that music. does tend to make me uncomfortable. Yes, like, like, Listen, yes, we're talking like a punk or a metal return show. Of Bruno I know if I go there. Bruce Willis. Okay? Well, this is a vinyl well, record of look, don't bring of up the Don't bring up the best album of all time. Look, there's no reason to bring up the greatest album <laughs> yeah, of all I mean, time. If I had to pick an album that I can really pick out a bass line that I think really grooves and is one of the best, it'd be... Yeah. Um, uh, the Herbie Hancock one and had um, watermelon man. No, the one that had um, well, chameleon. Is that the one? What's the, the one with the big yellow face on the cover? I have it on vinyl. Yeah, Herbie Hancock. It might have been Marcus Miller playing bass for Herbie Hancock. Hancock. Well, that album is fantastic, and like that was probably one of the best. It's oh, it is off that album. Uh, watermelon man is that album, but it's uh, yeah, watermelon man's gay song. Headhunters is the name of the album, isn't it? Yeah, headhunters. Just playing bass on it. Good question. Herbie Hancock, Headhunters album. Um, anyway, that's one of my favorite baseline albums. So, like, it's not oh, about yeah, picking uh, white Herbie people. Hancock's it's about that. It's about what works, and that's the one that I think is works the best. Who did? I know. I just. I have a. I have a thing. It's a thing. I understand. I have a bias. There's a, like. There's a certain thing, and I guess it's where you grow up or where you live. But there, there are certain very white genres of music. Where musicians get really over glorified because they're big in that style of music, but in the grand scheme of what they do, they're mm. very low on the scale. Yeah, ba- bass is like, never that, appreciated. That bothers me quite a bit. 
Like, you're, people you're right. talk about Les Claypool and Flea when they should be talking about Victor Wooten and Marcus Miller. And I actually kind of do get really irritated about shit like that. But that's Yeah, just, but if you get upset by, the, by every popular per- – like, if you think about, like – I mean, you driver's. No, it's just when, like, in conversations about the greatest, people are like, oh, but Flea. I'm like, yeah, but we're not talking yeah. about the greatest bass players here. We're talking about the greatest bass players you heard on Q104. Yeah, like, okay. Like, there's a way different conversation to be had. Uh, Paul, Paul Jackson was a bass player in that album. But, um, okay. yeah, if you, you drive yourself nuts if you're trying to, like, get into those sort of arguments. Because, oh, no. like, if you look, okay, like, like, The Rock has $800 million from being an actor. Is he a great actor? No. But like Michael Shannon probably has like fifty million dollars from being an actor. Is he a much better actor than The Rock? Yes. But who's but, Michael like, Shannon? Uh, he was Zod in the Superman movie, but he's been in a million other. I know movies. you probably can hear me. Yep. I can't hear anyone because oh, no, I'm an idiot. You can't and hear anybody. I messed up my settings you. when I was streaming. We can hear you. We can so. hear you. We can hear you. But he can't hear us, so why are we telling him that we That's can hear point. him anyway? anyway. Oh, so what this is a very good point. So we got your album. What's next? What's the next segment? Go ahead. Did we get my album? What did I even say? Marcus. Oh, Marcus by Marcus Miller. Yeah, Marcus by Marcus Miller. So we're now we're basically on to uh, we can either party like it's 1990 apostrophe 97 or we can play a game. You guys want to play a game with us? Play a game. Is this like a Saw thing? You know what? I don't want to play a game. Is this like a saw type That's game? I saw the first one where Ariel West had to cut his hand off, or whatever. It was his foot. Yeah, <laughs> he, he paid first a lot of attention. Uh, you know, I, I don't like watch that. Film. You know what? I'm I don't back. really like the report. The the best part about the saw film is if you actually watch the film back, the guy laying on the floor, jigsaw, his foot goes from laying down to up. Laying down to up. Oh, that's awesome! Scenes. It's one of the. You know who did that movie? That he's alive. James Wan, who has like done a billion horror movies since. Yep. And that one that crazy. I highly suggest if you haven't seen *Malignant*, if you haven't seen that movie, check it out. It is. It came crazy. out last year, right? Uh, it came out during COVID. It was like 2021 or 2022. 20 early 2022, I think. But it is. It, he did it during COVID for very low budget. Um, but it is it is one of the most batshit crazy concepts for horror movie I've ever seen that actually works, and it's a great testament that like you're only limited by your creativity to make a movie work. It's fantastic. It's it's crazy. It's Gonzo. It's batshit, but it's fun and and well worth watching. Check it out, Malignant. Ooh. We're going to play a little game we call Expert Casting over here on Next Rated, the X-Men Animated Review Show. Because we've got some, this is a cameo-laden episode. So we're going to try to cast some of these characters that showed up in this episode for a live-action MCU production. Mm. Okay. So we're going to throw this around. We've got a few characters. <laughs> Jamil sighs like his life's on the line. He's like, oh, gee. <laughs> well, Jamil, since you sighed, I'll throw the first one to you. And I'll throw oh, a good one at you. Who shall play Psylocke? Psylocke? MCU. Yeah. Olivia <laughs> Munn. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know no. I've heard that so many times. She did you already. That's to, why. She did an apocalypse. Even before that, it's... No, Regardless, I don't think you should go with Olivia Munn whatsoever. 
I I think you can go in a totally different direction altogether. I know, I know, I know who I'd an actor. You could actually hire an actress. <laughs> um, um, I would pick, and I, I might be um, incorrect in terms of nationality, but um, she played one of the main um, uh, performers in Sense Eight. Um, um, Asian. Asian performer. She was. Um, you should be Japanese to play Psylocke if you want to be very specific. I'm not quite sure if she's Japanese or not. That's the issue, right? Well, um, go for it. Anyway. Bay Duna. Are you thinking of the character once character again? I son? you give me a, a. She played Sun, right? Yes. That, I yes. Think you're thinking she's of, South yeah. Korean. Oh. Oh, you uh, racist! No, I'm just kidding. Not a racist. Totally bastard. kidding. Totally. <laughs> no, leave me alone. Um, uh, I just, I just feel that we could do better than Olivia Munn. We can actually get. Yeah, we, if we can have Olivia Munn can... play Psylocke, we can have a South Korean play Psylocke. You know who I, I would uh, have? My choice would be the girl that played Colleen Wing on Iron Fist. What's her name? She was oh uh, Natasha um, Jessica Henwick. Just, just Hedwig. She was so close to having so close. Uh, she was, she was born, great as she was born uh, in England, but Colleen I don't know where her parents are from. She was really good in that show, and she'd be good I'll, that I'll give you the perfect. You like that choice? Her uh, her okay. mother her mother's Chinese. God damn it! <laughs> you want, you want <laughs> the perfect silo. If you pick? just Google Japanese actresses, her dad was uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I the first person I thought of should be Christina Chong, aka Lanunian's oh. song. No, she's not the right one. I love. Well, she's Chinese. British. She's one, one, you know, uh, she's and got Japanese. the accent. No, I think Chinese. she's got the look. I mean, she's no. half Chinese, but you know, we're splitting hairs. Christina Chong's not the one. She's mostly British. Even Psylocke speaks British. Speaks British. Even Psylocke speaks Bro. British. Bro. <laughs> I I feel like. What, um, bruv? <laughs> bro, I, I I feel like um, we're starting off on the wrong foot uh, with immediately making concessions. Like, oh, we don't need to follow any type of nationalities, you know, underrepresented no, Japanese. We totally uh, should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just he got rid of himself out of shame. <laughs> You're right. I shall leave now. Take my leave of you. Okay, fair enough. Next person. Let's let's put a let's put right, the right. Murphy, this seat. one's to you. Yeah, we're putting World Mind on the hot seat. Who plays okay. Warren Worthington the Third? Ben Foster. Archangel. I'm just gonna name people that have played him in the live action movies. No, not Ben Foster. Who is, no ben, one knows ben, who Ben Foster ben is. Ben Foster is a fantastic actor. He's a fantastic, fantastic actor. I just actor. think he was terrible. He's, not, in that he's role. probably not the best choice for Angel, but he's fantastic actor. I already have my. I already have my person picked out for that. Uh, um, okay, what do you got, Murphy? You no. Know, who would be a pretty good angel? Actually, you could play a blonde, Austin, rich boy with, with Austin wicked Butler. abs. Austin oh, that's, Butler. It's actually not a bad the guy choice. who played Elvis. Yeah, it's not yeah. a bad choice. Well, yeah, he can play. People keep talking about that fellow these days. I haven't seen him in anything. I put yeah, Elvis, uh, and he was on like a bunch of Disney shows before that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I I was thinking Scott Eastwood. Oh, Kevin Eastwood's kid, or uh, not Kevin Eastwood's kid. Uh, Kevin Eastwood's kid. Clint Eastwood's kid. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, 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 would be, well, he would be good too, but. But I do like I do like the the Austin Butler choice. I, I would go with that okay. one too. That's a good choice, I think. That's a good choice. All right. Well, I'm throwing one to you, Andre. And now I think we can confirm. We were wondering about Shard. 
and her ethnicity as related to Bishop because she's his sister. I do believe Shard is a black character. She's just lighter skin than Bishop. Wait. I do believe. I do believe. Was there like? Were you not sure? We sure. Have, we have. We have. Like, we have, you see, I have. I have shard toys. I have shard. He's like, like. He's like. We have consulted the charts, and it's like a Pantone chart. Shard in comics. He's okay. Apparently, she's the daughter of mutant indigenous Australian refugees. So technically, she would be indigenous. Oh, so she's an, um, an Australian Aborigine. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. See, she she was always very. It was hard to figure out. Anyway, so go for that. Who's our Australian Aboriginal? She's got melanin in her skin, basically. Yeah, I just just want to see David with like the paint swatches, like hold them up, like what? (laughs) What this one? Is this caramel or is this sand? You like guys, the, you know, I, I gotta say, to you guys I don't need my psychic abilities to know that you wish it had been you. <laughs> okay, I'm, 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 I'm the show here. You guys just settle down. <laughs> All right. Well, look. I, I mean, if I'm going with Australian indigenous uh, actresses, yeah, you need play, an Australian I'm, Aborigine I'm, actress to play Shard. I'm Good pretty, luck. I'm pretty shoehorned into a a, pro, a pretty small group of women, but uh, based on a quick Google search. Go An unfortunately with... small group of women, let us say. Oh, More Australian Aborigine representation, I say. Well, this girl's 35 years old, so this works. Her name is Miranda Tapsell. That Tap works for Shard, yeah. Miranda Tapsell. Okay, Miranda Everybody's Tap Googling Tap her immediately. Yeah, what is she in? Give us uh, some of her body. Anything popular. Uh, nothing that you would have heard of. <laughs> so... <laughs> I had to pick it average. I think she'd be great in this role. Let me I tell did, you, I yeah. think she would be great. Public oh, Charmaine Bingwa, um, who she was, on was the Wolf Creek TV show, which actually was pretty good. Yeah, I think it should be Claudia Black. <laughs> I love Claudia Black, but you no, know, I don't think that's the right role for her. The whitest but, person um, in it. Oh, she's Australian. Yeah, she's Australian. Yeah, she is Australian. Charmaine. Bingwa. I think Char- Nicole Kidman would kill it. I mean, <laughs> oh my god! I think we'll find a role for uh, Charlize Theron as well as uh, we'll find a, a black. Uh, South welcome African to the character. last episode of X-rated, the X-Men animated <laughs> okay. review. Show. Charmaine Bigois was in the Good Fight, the TV show. Uh, oh, she was in Black Box and Emancipation, um, and she's won the Heath Ledger, Ledger Scholarship Award. So. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So, she she looks the closest to Shard actually. Yeah, that's a good casting. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Good job. Good job, Jamil. We found ourselves a Shard. Well, fuck you guys. <laughs> Tab Cell was obviously the better choice. Miranda Tab Cell, who I just had to go back and look at because I couldn't remember what one I picked. It's obviously the best one. <laughs> oh, Tab Cell. You know, she, one of the best. One of the best. She was on the Sapphires. She was on Back Outback, Back to the Outback, Top End Wedding, Ooh, Christmas Ransom. Go back to the Top Outback. Tier. <laughs> Top tier. Hey, look who I found coming to join the party. She worked in The Dry with Eric Bana. I mean, come on. We're not even assigning one to myself. We're moving on. So we'll party like it's Bar 97 here for a second because I hope we mentioned this on the show, but the X-Men 97 release was delayed. Well, I guess we did just did just mention it earlier. 
It's pushed back to some random time early next year. So we'll see what happens. The longer I, it takes, the more weird Jan shit Andre and I do until it shows up. I, st- well, I stand whoa, 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 by the fact that it's Jan first. You know I don't consult you before we do things, Andre. We're just doing it. Yeah. I feel things might be easier if you did sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think, right? But, you know, I'm just long for the ride, buddy, whatever you want to do. I used to consult you, and you're like, "Stop bothering me with all your." I did not. I so did I not like, say that. Come on, there's oh, no God, way I said can, that. I'll bring it back up. We'll find. We'll prove this all to the ex-goons. Patreons only, though. Patrons can find out the truth. For the three Ooh, people so like, that do it, Jamil and two other guys. Jamil, you're a saint. Jamil, you are a wonderful human. I love you. Um, what am I, chop liver? Jamil, Jamil, you're not a patron. Jamil, answer my message and come on my podcast, you jerk. Yeah, well, I sent him, me- him a message six months ago. <laughs> I'm just still on the It's on the two months ago. And not responded. Still hasn't responded. Still hasn't answered. So so that's a lesson for Eamon. He has to wait, too. Because I got to get to you first. Oh, yeah, there you <laughs> go. Eamon show. He, he, he I'll fill in for Eamon. Don't worry. <laughs> I get all kinds of musical recommendations. I look for Amos, I know I'm gonna pick to something out. and he's just gonna look at me as like, really? This is dumb. That's what he, that's what he does for me too, man. So does Amos No, like I you... think he's gonna be like, This is old as opposed to but I hate dumb. I hate to I hate to be racial again, but if it wasn't for me, Amon show will be entirely white bands and then I show up and be like, Here, let's listen to reggae. Or let's listen to thank blues. you for and then it'll go back to 45 minutes. Thank you. No, like, like, the white man is no. there is a musical, there is a musical bent towards what people are exposed to. That is, for, first, uh, you see, the secret is you gotta have a little bit of the white part and the chocolate <laughs> part in the cookie. <laughs> no, for, man, you'll see, for, you'll see, for, go listen to Marcus Miller. You'll see, you'll be like, I never want to listen to Flea again. First, the movie Look towards the, the cookie. First, the movie The Help came out, which started to solve racism. <laughs> then, then Barack Obama came president, which took us 75% of the way. No, no. Then to Damon kill a mockingbird solved him. racism, Andre. To kill brought, a mockingbird solved racism. Gavin brought like a black 60 years ago. Podcast, and that solved it 100% of the way. That, that told them the rest. Look, all I know is that Meteor Man walks so that black panther <laughs> can fly okay yeah you know man what? you know what 100%, no but bill cosby 100%. was in meteor man so it's disgrace now 100 <laughs> meteor man should be on one of your guys movie podcasts oh that my actually God. Is. no bill cosby's in it <gasps> no, but so is robert cares. townsend it balances out that's right <laughs> yeah true <laughs> I used to love Meteor Man. I used to rent it from Need. Oh, I love that movie time. still. It's a great it is, movie. Yeah, man. <laughs> so wacky. You, you know what's so funny? Man, you were it's kid, so long. When you were a kid and you were like, I, I like, I love superhero comics. I just really want to watch superhero movies. There's like four Even Meteor Man. Like the, I know. That's kid, what happened to me. Like, there was like Tim Burton's Batman movies and there was like the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. And that's it. And You're like, wait, man. before we got X-Men, before we got Daredevil, which wasn't yep. great. I, I would Spider-Man. count Beastmaster. I would count Beastmaster. No, Beastmaster. we would not. No, get out of here. Yes, Beastmaster is a yeah. superhero movie. You know no, what? No. You know what? It's a sword. No. It's a sword and sorcery. It's a sword and sorcery. Film. You know what HBO yeah. used to stand for? Hey, Beastmaster's oh, on. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
movie. Yeah, it's like in between the episodes of Dream On, it's Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Listen, their schedule is like two hours of HBO and (laughs) plus an Uh, encore presentation of Beastmaster. Beastmaster is good enough to remake it into Craven the Hunter. So I actually, actually, do you see the trailer for that that came out today? Oh, I was like, this is Beastmaster. With, with with a sprinkling of uh, fucking uh, Zeus in there, we got yeah, a slight touch of with a slight touch Russell, of Russell Crowe in there for some reason. So yeah. so the countdown Russell is Red Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah, well they're not yes. going to do that in this movie because they don't have a Spider Man. Why do all Spider Man's villains need to become anti heroes with their own movie? I'm yeah. sick. I'm... They don't. They don't. Exactly, but that's what they shouldn't. Sony, stop! It's because Sony's stop, trying Sony, to hold stop, on to the IP stop. with death fingers. They've got to stretch out their oh, IP license. Exactly, there is a thing where they have to produce so many yeah. movies. I know, I know, and it sucks. But it's just have just use Andrew. Just use Andrew. Yeah, or just, just keep making Miles movies. They're 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 awesome. At least, like I'd rather watch. Ten miles movies and have Morbius. You know, honestly, I think I think the companies are like, going to make the Chameleon movie well, or Disney the fucking just buy Pace Pot Pete movie. With, you or... you guys want to watch Pace Pot Pete the movie? You mean the Trapster? His previous. Well, if you want to get modern with it, let's go. Let's go old school all, and do a nineteen sixties Pace Pot Pete. They're like, already doing a Madam Web. Period movie. pick. Yeah, they're doing a fucking Madam Web movie. Who is out there saying, you know what we That's need? Not... A Madam. We have a Julia Web Carpenter movie. movie, please. And you know, I want a Julia need... Carpenter movie. She's in the movie. She's in the movie. She is Madam Web. No, well, uh, she no. works with Madam Web or whatever. There, no, Julia too. Carpenter is Madam. She Courtney, is now in the Courtney comic. Sweetney is going to be. Um, Julia Carpenter, but another yeah, character, Dakota Fanning, Dakota, not Dakota Fanning, Dakota, what's her, uh, Don, Don five Johnson. female Dakota actresses Johnson. place. It's Dakota <laughs> Johnson Webb. is Madam Web. Yeah, yes. Don, yeah. Don they're going to make, they're going to make it into like a, a role that can transition. So Courtney Sweetney will probably take over that role. So the girl, the girl from it's 50 Julia Carpenter Gray, is playing Madam Web, Dakota yeah. Johnson. Well, they will have two Julia Carpenters in that movie because there's young Julia Carpenter and then there's Madam Web, who is like a future version of Julia Carpenter. See, so. Devin, your issue is you're trying to think that these executives are looking at the, at comic the comics books. or care at all about <laughs> Right? You have Lords and Miller who are like, you know what? Um, this is the last of miles before this, to- this IP is totally ruined by Sony exec saying, how about Miles goes to Africa. Like I could see Sony making them. He could team up with Shaft. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know it. Miles, the Black Shaft. Spider. We'll call him. Oh in. God, that'll be their movie. No, I used uh, to. Yeah. When I was younger, I, I'm not a fan of symbiotes whatsoever. So when I was younger, no, I always used Jamil's to... uh, hatred for symbiotes is well known. Yeah, um, I used to always <laughs> say I'd rather see the spot in a Spider-Man film. Then see that is awesome, and Especially you don't know the elation in my heart. I forgot to bring it up in in the um the review. The review, yeah. To see Spot, right? This king just lord over all of Sony's uh, villains is great. Especially voiced by Jason Schwartzman, which is such a great choice. Yeah, that was funny. So yeah. Good. Oh yes. 
It, like, I mean, hey, man, I always say it's a great time to be a, a comic nerd. Like, if I, you would have told me I would have seen the spot in any movie, I never would have believed you. If you would have told me I would have seen Thanos in a movie, let alone yeah. making him the main villain in a, a Groot, Rocket Raccoon, Star Lord, like yeah, all these but, people. But but when's the last time you saw Meteor Man in a movie? So he deserves a comic. Time's coming. Oh uh, wait, um, is he? In... <laughs> oh, Secret Wars, Secret Wars. Secret Wars. I hope Marvel can take all my money. Wait, uh, Marvel no. owns Meteor Man, right? No. Me- Meteor Man and Why Blank- would they? Meteor Man and Blank Man team up in Secret Wars. Yes. Oh my god. Meteor Man is part of the Marvel Universe. What? He is. Why? Ow. Where's oh, Jamil? He left us with a cliffhanger. That's a hell of a cliffhanger. Classic well, Jamil. I think I think his Meteor Man was a Fox property, which is owned by Disney, which is owned by Marvel. Yes, oh, that would be it. Was that it? I, Jamil is Meteor Man Fox uh, because Meteor Man was a Fox movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So Meteor Man teams up with Blank Man and Craven the Hunter <laughs> and gets into, <laughs> really is... into, into. Oh God! Uh, I, you I just, just see thought... like a tax man just waiting at the um, exit of the theater. Davin, uh, you stated on this episode that all your money. <laughs> Now become property of Marvel Universe or Marvel Studios. We beg to differ. They don't need the fifty bucks. <laughs> so, so would there be a cameo from Handy Capable Man? Yeah, I do. Living Color. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. no, because Blank Man is Marlon Wayans, who's both characters. So that'd be a parallel universe thing. Yeah. It'd be multiverse. Yeah. It'd be yeah. a multiple Marlon Wayans. And then so it'll be Marlon Wayne teaming up with it'll be Marlon Wayne's teaming up with Blank Man. Or wait, Damon Wayne. Major Pain. Major Pain. Also, <laughs> yeah, Far Marshall Mar- Bill. We can bring Hopefully in Marlon- Cloud shows up. We can bring in Marlon Wayans from White Chicks. We can get everybody in with this and bring them all in. <laughs> Marlon Wayans here Carter's <laughs> So when he was on Mark Maron's podcast, he mentioned how popular that show was, and which made me horrifyingly realize. They're probably going to make a sequel to White Chicks. Oh, White Chicks is stupid popular. It's stupid so popular. fucking bad, though. You've never seen it. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter. People, like, all you see, like, literally, I, I see people, like, Vanessa Carlton probably made, an like, a probably $3 million off of just White Chicks with that yeah, um, point, yeah, A Thousand a... Miles. And then that dance sequence. You know how many times I've seen people recreate the dance sequence? Like, (laughs) no, I mean the actual dance sequence, the the girl on girl ones, right? Uh, (laughs) uh, Beg me forgiveness in advance. White girls, right? Especially (laughs) uh, like uh, college girls, they love that, love recreating that. I see it all the time on TikTok. What is wrong with this world? Ow. This world. Okay. It's, It's their house party, I guess. Okay, before we shut down this horrible show, um, has anybody seen The Flash yet? No, you yeah, uh, refuse to go to Jamil because we have personal integrity. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. not getting a dime from me, unfortunately. Yes, um, exactly. I, I understand. Boys and people out there, I, I understand um, their you know, reasoning and their integrity. I understand the reasoning, their integrity. Don't get me wrong. I do not. So is it an Ezra Miller issue? That's why you don't want to give him yeah, money. That's yes, like exactly I don't support it. pedophiles in any means Listen, whatsoever. I don't. Is he a pedophile? I thought he just got no. drunk and grooming young people. It makes you a pedophile. Yes. I didn't know. Yeah, what he did. Okay. First of all, one and Jamil. I'm not excusing any of the yeah, Ezra okay, Miller so shit. The did. reason why pedophile. I want okay. to see this movie is because I've been waiting years for a Flash movie. I'm seeing that movie to. 
support all the other Watch people the that spent years making that film. And I'm not going to let Ezra Miller being a complete douchebag ruin the opportunity and hard work. Will the movie be good? Well, I don't know the brains to be seen. From what I hear, it's not that oh, great. Man, Which I always tell people nobody can bring you down quicker than your friends. The people you choose to work with is a decision you made. So, yeah. Marf, I understand that. And no, man, you, I, I understand if you want to go see it, there's a ton of people that work on the production. And it's unfortunate that, you know, he, um, sorry, they uh, decided to kind of screw things up for all of them. But at the same time, there's a choice in terms of spending money. Like, I hear people going, yeah, oh, it's, it's such a shame. It's such a shame that the movie's going to do poorly because, you know, so many people worked hard on the film. So many people worked mm, hard on tons of films, on this tons of films that, you know, don't make a don't make a dime because people don't go and see it. The only reason why people care about this one is because it has like the same Batman like no a hundred a <laughs> hundred thousand a hundred million advertising budget because it's in your face, right? How many people went to see the blackening? Six million, um, six million, um, it made this weekend. I keep I've been hearing that I it's really a great film, see it, but it hasn't come to my town yet. So right? I might make a trip to Elephant. so. Like there's tons of people that work on that. Are we not going to give them the same type of grace? So I understand what you mean, but at the same time, I kind of push back against that reasoning. If you want to see, you can go and see it, but don't feel sad that oh they're going to lose money or they're they're not going to get. He's going to lose money for hiring a. Tons of people going to see this film and doubling down on them. They're like, well, we don't know. Listen, DC fucked up on that aspect, right? They (laughs) had the opportunity. Listen, I want to see what kind of train wreck this is because they've painted themselves into a massive corner. They had the opportunity to fix it. They could have easily recasted the role with Grant Gustin from The Flash Show. He was a great Flash, uh, and he would do really good in the film universe, in my opinion. I want to see what they did and i'm gonna make my judgments based on that because i do enjoy the dc okay. movies and i want to see like there to be one out there retconning everything up until this moment i'm like well this is your moment to retcon it and they're so they've bet their entire house on this one cornerstone movie to carry them forward for the next like 30 to 40 years I want to have They're going to forget about this movie ever existed because yeah. James Gunn's going to reboot the entire this universe. Is all getting so you can actually, done. Murphy, just skip this movie, not give a pedophile your money, and it will have no effect on future DC movies. So rest Davin. easy. Davin, the pedophile isn't getting my money because the da- the pedophile already got his money. He already got paid for this, right? He's no, no, they get residuals off how much it makes. No, well, yes, in, my, in my defense, I yes, already paid will. the pedophile the money because I didn't know he was a pedophile. <laughs> so look, I did, I just, Andre's going to hunt him down and he's going to take the money back, okay? Don't worry. I just, gonna... I just thought he was a drunk idiot that got in a bunch of fights in Florida. I didn't realize it went further than that. Yeah, he did a lot of grooming. Oh, no. but, okay, well, then yeah, regardless, I saw grooming. it. I gave it a three out of five. It's so, fine, but it's so got some perplexingly, perplexingly bad CGI. There's some, But the director said it was purposeful. Oh, why? The, direct, yeah. the so director that, take, said that it was on purpose to take you out of the film. I like Andy Machete. I like the It movies, but this one, like, oh, this yeah, like I didn't like uh, that new It movie. And and Murphy, I push back. I don't think they should have used Grant Gunters, Gusterson. I think they should have followed um, the previous example with Kevin Spacey and get Christopher Plummer to refilm all the scenes and have <laughs> Christopher Plummer as the Flash. I would have loved dead. to see that. He's dead. He died. I'll go see that movie. CGI. <laughs> 
CG. Just, yeah, we can do that. Let's get, we can CGI let's get the that. Tupac hologram and put it yeah. in the movie. Tupac I would have loved is the Flash. Yeah, <laughs> Flash. No, better yet, we let's can just do get Grandmaster Flash to Listen, do it. Then I'm not. No, I'm not racing no. to go to the theater and 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 jump in. Like I, I, I do have intentions to see this movie. Um, whether it's probably downloading it through third party means i.e. pirates and watching that's it that's a, 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 a mission of le- illegal activity on our podcast I said steal it <laughs> i said a mission of third party means <laughs> like, there's no clarification <laughs> he's not going to share he's just made the movie you clearly sending me a you already admitted to doing LSD earlier which is also crime so <laughs> I know, remember he's all about have, exposing himself for now yeah. It's well past the statue of limits, and I didn't you, harm you, anybody you, except you, myself. Move in now. Move the eagle has landed. Move in. Move in. Run, Murphy, run. Murphy's out of here. Smart play. The police are on their way, Murphy. You better hide your LSD. You know what? I think I do have to come on your movie podcast, because this is fun. I think I would enjoy this. This is what our <laughs> show's like. It's just me and Murphy talking bullshit, and Jamil like, Showing up for spare change on occasion because <laughs> I'm angry. I like Jamil's like me because I just send Davin like a bunch of messages that are like, You sound like an asshole. Why are you so mean to Chris? And like, Why are you so mean to this movie? I said him one like when he was saying in the movie about how Totoro is like, He's like, No child, modern child would like Totoro. And I messed immediately when I heard it in my, in my head. My four year old, and I was like, My cousin's four year old loves that fucking movie. I'm like, Oh, well, he's a shit then. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You need to go to anime cons because Totoro is like beloved. Just Davin, Davin, Davin boring. Did you, did it's just boring. It was very but, but, boring. But Davin makes like sweeping comments that are like, everyone should hate this movie, or like, if you don't like this movie, you're an idiot, you know, or whatever. Like, it's no, like, we're an opinion show. I'm not going to qualify. I mean, Andre have had this discussion before. I'm not going to be like, in my opinion, every time I express my opinion on an opinion show. It, yeah, uh, but he also going to say, insane. if you don't like this album, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, if you like UHF, you if you like UHF, you have a bad uh, 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 humor bone in your body. Well, sir, or you just like fun. Surprise. Just like fun. Well, no, sir, you're I wrong. Love UHF, and it's a fantastic. You're all wrong. I actually movie. just. What's our homework, rec- Professor Jandre? I showed it recently at the film at the film uh, nights I do at the Brewing Company, and it went over like gangbusters. Everyone there loved that movie. Andre, if I could make a suggestion, absolutely. Um, here uh, locally in Toronto, uh, there is a great curator for the review cinema, uh, uh, Serena Whitley. I'm sorry, I butchered her last name. Um, mm-hmm. She does a thing called Drunken Cinema, where Ooh. they do like a, a drunken party game during movies. So oh, each person gets a card and uh, maybe a prop, and they watch movies. They have take home kits. Uh, that they have available so that um, people can do it at home. And um, they're actually expanding. the. Uh, I think they do it in um, Waterloo. Uh, they've done some in London and also in Montreal. I strongly suggest, and I can connect you, that you contact. It would be great. I think that people in the area would love least. it. We should, do that. we should do that as a podcast. We'll do it together. That'd be a hoot. I, uh, <laughs> I would do it. Where's I usually have a spare card around here. Are you guys both uh, in? You guys are all in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, me, and, me and the world mind are in um, the GTA. Well, I, I know where Davin is. So, uh, well, I'm hoping to get up there sometime soon. So we should definitely do that. Are I would you, love are to you, go to a nice repertory cinema. That'd be amazing. Um, you could maybe check out 100%. Smash Wrestling too. 
Tell message oh, yeah. them now. You can compete. He can go in there and kick all the asses. Message them and say, well, Pete, Andre, I want to see Andre versus PJ Freshville. <laughs> that's that's a Jason <laughs> R. That's a Jason R. Special. Jason R. Special. Yeah, well, I would I'm love to see you versus. Um, see what he could do. <laughs> versus Tyson Dukes. Tyson uh, Dukes. I, I, I love Tyson. I love Dukes. He. I yeah. worked with him a bunch out here. Oh, that would Tyson be a is great is match, awesome. Actually. He uh he um we re- I wrestled him before in Halifax, but um I re- in Newfoundland we were we toured a lot together. The Dukes is the man; he's awesome, fantastic. Yeah, I I personally would like to see uh the the yeah, tradition versus TBT. I want to see TBT. Oh, TBT! Yeah, the tradition versus TBT that'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh man, well I got I know some people that go up there for Smash sometimes, and I'd love to I'd love to do it. So I just don't know who to talk just, to. Special. I just want to see PJ Freshfield Gorilla Press Andre. Okay, I'll do it. It's all it's so a lot it's of a lot of a lot of help. A lot of help will be required. I'm pretty good at posting. Oh. <laughs> that would have to be a quick. <laughs> well, I just had, I just had, I just had, I just had a. I just had a show this past Saturday, and I got put through a table at the end of my match. Oof, so, uh, well, can check out. Can you, see the, can you see the the scar in the back of my head? Oh, oh, just, oh! There's yeah, a little bruise. There's one there. Took a little yeah. bump. There's okay. one over here too, somewhere. But yeah, so it was a good show. Great show. But, uh, but yeah, I'd, uh, love to, I'd love to come up for Smash Wrestling and hang out in Toronto. It'd be amazing. Yeah. There you go. And I'll come just for the fun and the drinks. Absolutely. Um, Gavin, you homework. Were homework. Oh, I know you've been pushing well, that. Still, I've been telling Andre I want to show up on one of his wrestling shows as one of like these Jimmy Hart style managers. I just want to be this, like, like the botanist. He just comes in with a bunch of plants. Exactly. Botanist. Exactly. Yes. You got to pay your dues, Dad. You can't just you can't just expect to be part of the show. You, you got you got to work music for like a year before I even get you close. To yeah, you, yeah. you got to set up I mean, a few rings. Yeah. yeah. Look oh, at man. you. You want me to play need, Marcus need, Miller at your wrestling show? I need a good ring crew. You can play Marcus Miller if you want, if you're going to set up the ring for me. That'd be amazing. 100% I'll do that. No, uh, man. I saw you bust your toe doing that. Screw that your home, shit. That was taking it down, and that was because I was wearing sandals like a fucking moron. But it was also like the hottest day of the year. <laughs> and it's funny because it's never. I've never, dropped a, beam. I've never dropped a beam on my gross. foot putting together a ring of probably a thousand times. But the one time I wear sandals one time. is when the beam drops. The one time, of course, it, of course, my toenail, happened. my toenail has still never grown back properly. Um, so, no, thank you. homework. Watch, watch Beyond Good and Evil Part Three. That's your homework. Three. Okay. Okay. You can support the show at patreoncom Men Review Show. Join me. Join me. Like join. Look, there's very few people as cool as Jamil. There's like Ryan and Daniel. There's three cool guys. Wow, we have like, three Patreon subscribers. Yeah, awesome. Hey, man, we love you guys. Pretty much, we love you dearly. If, yeah, you got three guys. Pretty much pay for the show. So thanks. Thank you, and, guys. Uh, You're awesome. If if anyone else wants to join those three guys, we might actually uh, put something in our own pockets. Um, <laughs> well, we have a shirt. Yeah, we got to put those. We got to put those shirts up. You know, put the shirts up. What shirts. The one. Oh my god. What shirts? <laughs> so that's I said, the problem. <laughs> I sent Davin design. I sent Davin designs for shirts back in season three, and said we should do this yeah, in season four. The ones you, that say, this one's for you, Morph one. No, the Magneto was right, and the Xavier was right once. Oh, uh, yeah, you don't remember those? Even uh, I remember those. Oh well, yeah, oh yeah, okay. Well, make I'll the shirts so I can wear the them. I'm going to be at Comic Con in like a month's time. Okay. I, I can send you some business cards to pass out for the podcast. I will gladly do that. Yeah, I should do that. All right, all right. 
Fine, I'll get on those shirts. Resend me those because I have no idea where those are. Stickers to sticker bomb the city. I could do stickers. Oh, well, so at my work, I can make stickers. Oh yeah, well, I want to get a few. I want X-rated stickers. You never told me if you got the ones I sent you with my my wrestling ones. Did you get them? I got those. Yeah, yeah. I sent How many have you uh, handed out? X- Ex Goon Ryan, who won our contest, he got some. And you free you Andre wanted one stickers. for yourself? Do you have your three Andre stickers? Yes, I have my three Andre sticker sets. I just haven't figured out where I'm going to put them yet. Maybe on Obviously my guitar. On your car. No, my guitar. I have one on my car. My wife noticed it the other day. She's you like, don't want that My guitar has no stickers, so I'll gladly put that as my first sticker on my guitar. Oh. Mine doesn't either, actually. There it is. I see okay, it in the background my, there. <laughs> my case has lots, but... Send me your uh, mailing address, Andre. I'll send you a sticker for your guitar. Mm. All right. Uh, find our audio-only version wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, please like, review, and subscribe. And we are a proud member of these United Federation of Podcasts. A federation, which you Which features say. many great shows, such as... Many, well, we many. Federation. We have a federation. 50%, oh, that's what I want. I want an X-rated sticker. right now. I want an x-ray okay. sticker, and I want a sticker of this. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, okay. Being that I designed and both of course, logos, so I have them. Yeah, exactly. So we have Hold Up a Movie podcast, which Andre and uh, Jamil very much enjoy. And Murphy and I enjoy less than those two. because we actually <laughs> The ones who do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the Super Mater Brothers, of course, where they review your reality shows and whatnot, where we also have... The Mary Mater Marvel Society, where we just did our Across the Spider-Verse review. Jamil, very much like the movie. Dave. <sighs> the funny thing about Dave is he always talks like he doesn't like a movie, and then he gives it like a nine. Yeah. It confounds me every time. Unless it's the American president. And then it's a ten. <laughs> it's a twelve. <laughs> a twelve. I love I love, I love that conversation. I love that because at one point during that talk, Dave's just like, you guys just don't like romantic movies and i was i was listening to the podcast the whole time and i was he tells like, me to get therapy I just, <laughs> like, i don't know what's wrong with you but you need to get therapy for not liking the american I, well, it's president funny because starring there's something else brought it up and I michael thinking, douglas i remember thinking the same thing i'm like i just don't think davin and chris like like romance movies and then but but he no really not does. bad wooden romances that is the most wooden romance Listen, in the history of film i like a good romance movie. film but that's a chalk mine of a romance film it's <laughs> oh, the driest yeah, yeah, that's the word you kept using in all chalk. of history the best romance yeah. movie ever made the best romance comedy mine. ever made was gross point blank and you'll never convince me otherwise uh, <laughs> what's your choice i don't know fifth element uh, ro- the fifth element Nope. Uh, not a romance. Bro. <laughs> like when I think of romance, when I think of romance, uh, even Roast. though I w- I wouldn't necessarily uh like put this, I would say the sound of music. Right? Oh, that's a musical. I th- that's why like it's the first thing that comes up to mind, I would probably have Neil to think loves of, musicals. I, I would say musicals. I would say it's either Gross Point Blank or here when Harry met Sally, but that's it. For romantic comedies. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's the apartment starring Jack Lemon. Which won an Oscar, by the way. You got shit know. all over that movie, and I'm like, <laughs> I haven't it's seen terrible. it, but I'm like, I know people like it. Actually, no, the real terrible. answer is Doctor Zhivago. Mm. Doctor, 
Lords of Arabia. You looked it up. You looked that up. I don't even buy no, that. You, you know what? That at no, no, no. To be fair, I actually watched Doctor Jabago when my grandfather rented it like ages ago, and it was actually. I, I thought was that so was very bored. sweet when you talked about how you and your grandfather used to watch movies together, and that was sort of the start of that. So I was like, man, that was very touching. Well, One thing you guys don't do, by the way, very often is horror movies. So you should definitely do more of that. There's a, there's a, we have a ghost theme coming up next season. Well, that's ghost dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, yes. I've seen Cosby. ghost dead probably 10 times. Let's do Bill Cosby so. movies. We got ghost dead. No. <laughs> You know what's sad? There's a pizza place here in Halifax that Bill Cosby liked, so they always had to quote of Bill Cosby on they their window. They took that shit down, and... right? No, they just erased the Bill Cosby part, so they kept his quote, and now oh, it's just a nameless quote. Anonymous. Oh, really? That's funny. It says the best pizza in town. In quote. Oh, is that the one? At, is that the one it. in Dartmouth? That's like, that used oh, to be across from the one on Quimple. There's also one I was right thinking of the pizza the metro center. Okay, quick wild story. All right, you remember uh, uh, Ralph's place, the strip club, like back in, in the day in Dartmouth. And there's a yeah, used to be the DJ sport. there, Sorry, DJ Classy a... Bills. Yes, this I, I, is DJ Classy. That's right, Bills baby, DJ Classy club. Bills. You were yeah, a DJ so one night, Ralph's. I was a DJ yeah, at Ralph's was. place. Yes, I was oh DJ God. Classy, classy Bills. Bills. Come out for your, come out for your dancing. You put You've your. You've never seen a Classy Bill Always Classy Bills on the dance floor for the ladies of Ralph's place. Uh, but one night after I was leaving a shift, I was going to the bus stop across the street waiting. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, like a SWAT team of cop cars pull up to the pizza joint, go inside with like MP5s and everything. And they were all armed up and ready. Um, and I'm not quite sure why. I just remember seeing a whole SWAT team show up and they were like MP5s and just like waiting for something. And then my bus showed up and I hopped on and left. What years were you the DJ at the Ralphs? Uh, Why were you there uh, at a certain time, Andre? I know. I'm curious. We may have crossed paths at one point. I've never um, been to a strip club myself. What, did I don't know? Do you know Jason Balcom? The the he was like one of the security. No, I don't know anybody that was guy. there. One, one time, oh. one time, my girl, uh, my girlfriend dumped me. And my friends uh, kidnapped me and took me to Ralphs, and that's the only time I ever was there. Actually, no, one time for a friend's bachelor party. That was the only uh, time I want to say 2006 ish. It was a time when I was. I can't remember the exact time, but yeah, it's gonna be a little later than that. It's gotta be more maybe like a little later than. Yeah, it was when I was living at the the Brunswick apartments there. Um, yeah, Jesus. definitely maybe 2012. Some some point okay. around that. I'd have to go back. I'll DM you about it. Uh, no, it, <laughs> maybe in 2006, but not 2012. Definitely not. Okay, yeah, Andre, was, to answer your question, like I thought about it. Um, Strictly Ballroom would be my choice. You mentioned that a few times when you were on the other podcast. I remember thinking that sounded interesting. I'll have to watch it. I love Strictly Ballroom. Right. That's a uh, pick is uh, RoboCop. Yeah, great. <laughs> great romantic. <laughs> when he, yeah, shot, when he shot the dude to the dick, right? That was the yeah. most romantic part. Yeah. The most romantic shot, really. thing I've ever seen. A little 12-gauge Trivial love. debate. Look, it was more romantic than the American president. Um, <laughs> Trivia debates. We have... Oh, you know what? Somewhere Dave's just crying. <laughs> He's playing hockey right now. That's why he didn't show up for Cameo Fest 1996. <laughs>
what's going on awesome. over on them their graphic history. I gotta make more of those. Well, I just discovered. Yeah, make us an X rated one, maybe. Jamil, this might make you happy. The blackening has They're made seven show. million dollars over the uh, over the weekend. It's not very much. Uh, it is for that type of movie. It is. It is for uh, seven million. Dude. Yeah. Seven. I'm, I'm, I'm really though. excited to see it. It looks really fun. My friend saw it uh, like last year, and she's been really pushing it hard, saying, "Hey, everyone should check it out." A lot of the horror fans um, in my group um, have been checking it out. I'm slow to watch it, um, so no, I'll a, try I'm to make sure I see it this weekend. I'll probably have to go to Halifax when I'm set for it. Anyway, uh, the show we just had an episode dropped on Monday. I changed my format to be Monday openings, just because uh, sometimes I'm really busy, and the weekend gives me a little extra time to get ready before the Friday. Um, that episode was the live one we did. We we're at the East Coast Comic Expo with uh, Troy Little and uh, Jim Zub, in which we talk about their collaboration on the Rick and Morty Meet Dungeon on the panel. series. Yeah, it was fun. And is that um, just, pure, is yeah, was, just quick question about that one: is that one just purely audio, yeah. or is there a video version of that at all? No, it's just purely audio. All this shit is all audio. Uh, I do. I, I thought about doing the Patreon thing with video, but because I do have the video for most of my interviews, because I do it all on Zoom. But uh, I haven't got around doing that yet, so maybe someday. Um, I made a quick, easy thing to give to your patrons. I made made uh, quite a few um, talked to quite a few people at that comic con and gave out cards and stuff. So I'm hoping that uh, I'll have a few of the guests on the show. One was Michael Deadder, who uh, does a lot of hey, political, ca- political cartoonists here for the Chronicle Herald. Legend. Um, yeah, and the, the, um, perhaps the greatest of all satirical artists. I'd love to have him on the show. He seemed very open to it. Um, there are a few other folks I met there as well that seemed cool. So um, I'll probably have announced that very soon. Probably tomorrow I'll get that nailed down, hopefully. So. And eventually Jamil will be on someday, maybe. <laughs> six, year, six years from now, Jamil may appear on the show <laughs> when he answers my and, message. And next week I should have some interview announcements for this show. I think. Ooh, ooh. Jamil um, will be on this show. <laughs> Jamil, come I'm, on this show. Yeah. I'm here on this show actually right now. That's right. I was going to say exactly. you got him. You got him before yeah, me, and I met him six months ago. <laughs> you have to say some uh, like a lot of egregious things, and then I just get angry and just show up. I can do that. It works. We call it. You, spare is there game. is there is there a particular minority or group that you uh, feel strongly about? <laughs> Um, also, some corrections that happened early in this episode. Um, World Mind, you mentioned um, it's like uh, the Mondo of blah blah blah. You can just replace no, Mondo I'm... and just say Funko instead. Funko, yeah. Well, you know, because <laughs> Funko I, I, owns I, Mondo now. I think I Criterion's been around a lot longer than Mondo. You would say a like, lot longer. Mondo's the Criterion but... of horror of like you know cult movies. But like, I was trying to get his head wrapped around the end because Mondo's very synonymous with like one-of-a-kind poster artwork and, and not anymore. artwork and stuff like that. <laughs> not so, anymore. Not anymore, sadly. That is true. My, yeah. my, my, Superman, uh, my Superman Mondo poster is probably getting to be worth something nowadays. It's like the um, Brandon Ruth Superman. Like, uh, they have one at uh, at Spin It in Moncton of um, the Wicker Man that's like they want three hundred dollars for it, for, and I want it so badly. The original Wicker Man, not the Nicolas Cage one, but I also can't justify spending three hundred dollars on a poster. <laughs> but it's so fucking cool. I've I have more than once. <laughs> Patrons, I have lots of Blu-ray sets. I have lots of Blu-ray sets that are stupidly expensive. Patrons, so. would you like Andre to own a three hundred dollar poster? You can donate. Send me three hundred dollars now. I'll send you a picture of you with it. 
Like clockwork orange posters, like 150 bucks. Devin's trying to get this show done. We're off track. Easily our longest episode ever. That's what, that's what I Cameo do. Fest 1996. Uh, we have Eamon on track. I'm going to go on there and talk I about reggae. I, can, I congratulated Devin for having the shortest episode of your guys' other show. Uh, when I saw it was true. under three hours. And then when somehow we made this under one. Under two hours. Almost three. <laughs> yeah, it was under two hours. And then we mm-hmm. made this one into close to three. I'm yeah. supposed to I'm supposed to be on Twitch. I'm scheduled for Twitch at 10 o'clock. All right. Well, no, we're getting out of here. We also right have now. the Hellbound Podcast. Get your horror fixed. They talk about horror sometimes. Um Michael Chan and Kyle Blackburn. Yeah, live guys. long in podcast. Is that on the hiatus? Because they haven't done new episodes since March. Probably. Yeah. I think Michael Chan is doing a bunch of ADR currently, so he's probably, yeah. probably for that he's, wildly he's, successful he's YTV show. On YTV, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Got lots going on. Oh, he is um the Star Trek Discovery um card set was released recently. Yeah, and, I don't um, know. Pretty yeah, hyped about the, that. The unboxing where uh, in the unboxing the guy got Michael's card and just started to freak out. Um, it's awesome. He's like, this guy oh. follows me on Instagram. He follows me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's really funny. And we also have lots of Star Trek content over at Live Long a Podcast. Check it all out. We just I love a, how this this whole nation is like probe. A, I love how this whole federation is like ninety percent Star Trek, and there's like a little pocket of non Star Trek stuff. I'm happy <laughs> to be one of those. <laughs> and you know what? I'm half of that pocket too. So I'm everywhere in this thing, though. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Strange New Worlds on Thursday. Well, come, <laughs> come check out episode two review with us. Yep. Uh, we're gonna have yeah, guest Jennifer Lee Rossman uh, jo- joining us for the discussion. She's a very funny lady who I follow on Twitter. She's got really excellent right. reviews of Star Trek and these like tweet form versions. She'll like show a screen capture and then just make the funniest caption to go with it. She's been rewatching. She's been discovering and watching Voyager and and reviewing it. Oh, like, the Voy. Episodes. It's hilarious. Voyager's great. Caitlin Mulgrew. Yeah, Jennifer's gonna be okay. This is this as you guys guys are Star Trek fans, and uh, my my knowledge of it is pretty normal as far as like I'm a huge Deep Space Nine fan, it's my favorite Star Trek series. Just started Um, watching it, good stuff. What is what is your one 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 thing that came out of Star Trek you feel could be mined in a much cooler way than has been already? Mine is the Herogen, they don't do enough of the Herogen, they were cool. It's basically predators in Star Trek. We need more of that. Herogen. See, I would have said the Gorn, but they're doing that in Strange New Worlds now. Yeah, they did. They did it in Enterprise so, too. They had a whole episode where they're showing up against the Gorn. They had one episode with a Gorn in it, and it was like the Mirror Universe Archer. But still, yeah, no, that doesn't count. They do entire like seasons and two parters on other. I think the I think the Herogen and also Species Eight Four Seven Two were both pretty cool. Eight Four Seven Two, I would say, uh, prior to the last season of Picard, I would have said um, AI, um, but I'm tired of AI. I'm tired of the Borg and computer intelligence um, in Star Trek right now. We need a break. Let's get a little bit more humanity and humanity, um, not humanity, but like personal, like flesh and blood. you know, conflicts uh, that we see explored instead, then maybe we can explore AI and what it means to current society. Good point. I like that. And the Herogen. On that, I'm going to end this show, boys. And the Herogen, because they hunt stuff. (laughs) And and Andre wants to see them chase people down and kill them. 
I didn't say yeah. that. I just say they. I think they were. Cool. What they do? If you put the predator, the predator in a Star Trek universe, you should have. Yeah, some they're the predator. Yeah, no, that's what's yeah. fun about them. I think they're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I would have said that. I would have said. I would have said the Dominion, but they brought them back in Picard. So <laughs> did they? Well, no, they brought back <laughs> did, James. Like, yeah. Ish. Yeah. I mean, I really want yeah. Avery Brooks back at Cisco. Did you watch that me documentary? Uh, the what we leave behind. How we left behind. Happens? Yes, like it makes me cry. Nothing I was so sad than when the writers' room came up with like a pilot for a reboot of Deep Space Nine, and it was such a great idea, and it sounded so cool. <laughs> and I'm like, I my brain is screaming, why can't we have this? And we're never gonna have because, because we ha- can't have good things. Unfortunately, we can't have good things. Was, we can only have easy things. Hasn't taken over yet. Once he takes over, then we'll no, you're in your love for who got who wrote some of the worst episodes of Picard. Yeah, let go, let go. You're Kiva Goldsmith thing. Aren't all of Picard's like, episodes? He's not the guy. Kiva Goldsmith, he's not the guy. Murphy, yeah, Murphy thinks that Kiva Goldsmith Bro, is the guy to dude, start no, to go. No, he doesn't look. get it. No, he's like the last guy you want to take this man. <laughs> it's like thank you for your know, contributions. He's, he's but the one you... that keeps saying that he wants to bring back DS Nine. No, but, that's, so, wait. That's you want Terry him to Metallic. bring it back in a like a very bad version because that's what would happen, in my opinion. That's what Akiva Goldsmith would do. Yeah, give Star Trek to Mike McMahon and Terry Metalis. Right give now. it to Andre Mayan. That's who they should give it to. Sure. You, you know, know what? I'll be fine with that. Yeah. Andre doesn't know enough. Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, that would you be very say that until you me. get the the American president in space. Okay. <laughs> the first thing I would do is. The first okay, thing I don't do, give it to Live Longer hey, Podcast. Listen, I just like to say that if I ran Star Trek, the first thing I do is hire all three of you to work on the show. So, oh, okay, all okay. right, all right, fine. That would be know. nice. I'll, I'll um, edit it. That's probably where my my skill set will lie. I'll edit the done. thing. <laughs> yeah. Having you, you come know up what? with inappropriate racist jokes and Jamil, you can fix those, and we'll do that. We'll I'll, that. I'll, I'll probably make some and miss some. It's I like Jamil, you can't say that. I'm like, of damn, the I can't. Homogenization of music. That's all. All right, Dad will be in charge right. of the soundtrack. We'll have just all baselines. <laughs> Marcus Miller. Yes, we will. <laughs> They're like, we're going to a new planet. You know what, everybody? Catch you next time. Next time. Solo. Look like Woo! we arrived too late, Chef. One, two, three. <laughs>